Hello, Hi. everyone. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. This week brought to you by Braintree, Sherry's Berries, Squarespace, and My Horse Voice. I'm going to talk for an hour and a half, and you're going to enjoy listening to my shitty voice. I'll tell you what I'm enjoying. What? I just raided your office. Those are my snacks. Because this is December, so this is the time of year when like all the businesses send other businesses like gift baskets and stuff. But you're the one who deals with so many vendors because of RTX. I don't deal with really anybody. Yeah. So you get all the treats now. So I just raided your office. And it's I have all, it's all funny the that, uh, that there was a huge box waiting for me uh, when I got to my desk this morning. And uh, I opened it up and there was you know that giant gift basket in there. Huge gift basket. Tons of gifts. I'm very important. <laughs> and uh, Barbara and Bethany were like, oh, who sent that to you? And I was hesitant to tell Barbara and Bethany which vendor it was because I don't want them honing in on my gift basket. Yeah. I was like, good call. It's a, it's a vendor for RTX. Like, which one? I was like... They do some printing for us. Like, what do they print? Like, badges. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, they 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 got it out of me. So you're sick We've, from flying? I'm sick from a lot of stuff. I think you've been flying a lot though. I'm flying. Yeah, I got a. Uh, so I was in Sydney doing prep for RTX Australia. Then on the way back, I connected in San Francisco. So I stopped for PSX for the weekend. Then I came home, and then I immediately started shitting for about 24 hours straight. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> alternating with sleeping, and uh, and I've been I've been a mess. Wow, you took then. an international flight and a return flight in a week. That sounds fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think about? It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how brutal that must be. Do you ever think when you take a dump after a long international flight that you're <laughs> dumping? You're dumping like another country's food into your country. You know, I, I actually you, have thought about that. I'm, I'm upset that I thought about something that Gavin thought about. I think about it because when you're going <laughs> into you Australia, <laughs> they're so crazy about no, no outside flora and fauna, <laughs> like no outside. I got plenty. Food. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm filled with it. You can't stop that. <laughs> I'm gonna dump all, all in you. <laughs> it is a good point. I mean, that's how. I'm sorry. I'm still chewing cookies here. Um, that's how, on an evolutionary basis, that's how plants spread ac- across the globe. Is something would eat it and then wander off and poop it out with fertilizer and seeds later, and that's how stuff moved from place to place. Well, and the wind. Well, that and the wind. But poop <laughs> the the poop thing is relevant to our particular discussion. Is that why they call it breaking wind? It's like the same kind of thing. There you go. Yeah. Like so the- you're coming if you like if you were just go like they don't tell you don't bring any uh, apples produce. And also, your first, first poop, first poop, your first poop in our country. Don't do it outdoors. <laughs> like you think that would be something they would tell you not to do? Or they give you a ziploc bag and be like, "Here, before you leave the airport, you need, we need to see a dump in this bag." You're joking. That's probably going to happen eventually, right? You're going to have to take like mandated poos as you land in a new country. Immigration. I'm actually poo, surprised they luggage. don't do it in New Zealand yet, because New Zealand is the most careful about it. Is Hawaii? That Hawaii. Careful? They, they have the the conveyor belt thing where they scan everything and they make you do it. Like two or three times, even after you go through it first and you get to your gate, it's like we know you're at your gate. You have to do it again. Are they going to install those in the toilets at some point? Yeah, Gavin, they'll, they'll do Gavin's like weighing a toilet too. Yeah, they'll have like Shit those stuff. beagles with that little vest like sitting there by the, <laughs> the toilet being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Did you have- smell your butt. I still I, – I pissed off uh, on ama- on a- I just got back from doing The Amazing Race. So I was gone for like a full month um, because regardless of how long your – participating in it they keep everyone away the same amount of time so you can't tell like what place people finished in and things like that but uh i was dealing with like i i am very careful around tsa people but that there's a big grind with associated with the race so i got kind of worn down i pissed off a i'm not sure if i can say how but i pissed off like a security person and it's the second security person i've ever pissed off you remember the first time the first time you pissed like off they legitimately got upset person. with me i don't remember that it no. was in new zealand and they were coming around with a service dog 
And the service dog had a little patch on it that was like, like produce and stuff like that. It was food, clearly a food logo. And I asked the lady, I go, what kind of service dog is this? I go, what, what's the patch for? And she goes, oh, this is uh, New Zealand. Uh, this is a dog. It doesn't sniff for drugs. It was going sniffing at everyone's luggage. It sniffs for food. It finds food, especially trained dog. And I go, isn't a dog that finds food just a dog? <laughs> and she got really upset with me. It's like I always wondered – What's the training for that dog that it's like you have to you like what do you how do you reward it when it finds food you, you give it the food it's just like my whole, all my dogs can find my food my whole life <laughs> it's like I gotta keep them from getting my food maybe you have to give them like a, a, the same version of food like if he finds a pizza like fuck gotta get the dog a pizza now <laughs> like the dog finds broccoli like all right here you go <laughs> what is the best job in the dog world that, like other dogs is that that's gotta be top of the list. For a lot of dogs, it's like, what do you do? It's Finding like, oh, food. I just find food at the airport. It's like, you can pay for that. <laughs> find food in my house all the time for free. They don't get to eat the food. You, do you know that? No. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm sure so they get it, would, it would be the worst job in that case. Because well, right. every like other canaries. dog that finds food, they eat it. You eat it. It falls off <laughs> yeah. the table or whatever, and that's what a dog is for. A dog is basically the vacuum cleaner of the house. For, like, for lazy people. Or the or, dad is as well. The, well that's, that's the food, hopefully, that hasn't fallen to the floor right. yet. Although I have eaten that food, too. Yeah, oh, that is God. the pecking order in a house is yeah. that Still the, the kids table. get it, dad gets it, the trash, and then if it falls on the floor, the dogs That's get right. It. That's basically the way it works. It's like a Roomba, but I, <laughs> you don't have to recharge it. I remember when we went to uh, New Zealand that time, and I guess it wasn't the same uh, incident with the dog because there was a – there was those – the. The dogs, the sniffing dogs, and it looked Holmes, like they were. The way. Hey, Holmes, hey, here. how are you? How are you guys doing? I thought they were. I thought it was. It looked like it was a drug sniffing dog, and they were right. around those. Do you remember there was like a group of like Rastafarian looking, <laughs> but, but they were like, but they were like white kids, but they had like dreadlocks, uh-huh. and they just looked like the prototypical. We've been smoking pot on the beach all day, and the dogs just like. Didn't do anything, but like the dog played it cool, just came and like sidled up to them, or we just like hanging out. Like we know, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. We don't smell anything. We know it's cool. One, We're one, cool. One time I saw the same thing in New Zealand. Those damn dogs. This guy, you know, they they do it when you're getting your luggage off of the off of the belt. Uh, this guy gets his bag off. Dogs walking by. Dog smells his lu- luggage and sits down. So you know, the agent's like, "Sir, we need to go through your bag." The dog has sat down and indicated he smells something in your luggage. The guy's like, "All right, whatever." Opens up the bag. The agent like pulls everything out. Look through it. There's nothing in it. He's like, "All right, sorry, sir. Guess uh, the dog uh, indicated falsely." It walks away. The guy's like, "Great." So the guy starts putting all his stuff back uh, into the bag. Zips it up. Right as he zips it up, a different dog comes by, smells it, and sits down. And the agent's like, "Sir, we need to go through your bag." Oh. The guy's like, "But I remember that guy, that guy. just went through it." And like the dog sat down. We need to go through your bag again, sir. Good lord! Wow. So, I like know. how subtle it's like. They don't bark. They just sit. Can you teach a dog to wink? That'd be pretty <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just like, just like shoots a paw. At you. Yeah, like, yeah. This guy. <laughs> I got this guy over here. Um, Do you see? There was that uh, aborted takeoff of the A three fifty. this No, week? an aborted takeoff. That's so. I guess it was the first A three fifty taken off from the U S. It was like a press event where they had like oh, media man. influencers on the plane. They only had thirty six <laughs> people on the plane. Media influencers, and they were all in business and first class. It's A three fifty taken off from. Uh, New York flying to Doha, Qatar. It was on Qatar Airlines. And uh, the plane's taking off down the runway. And there's, there's film. I mean, there's video of it because the guys inside were all uh, media people. And uh, so this, the, there's this video of this guy filming it. He's like looking at the camera. 
there's a cameraman in the tail, like looking at the plane. He's like looking out the window, looking at the camera. Then all of a sudden, everybody in the frame just like just like leans forward. And uh, I guess they say that the plane detected the runway was too short for takeoff, so it automatically applied the brakes. The plane wow. detected that. Wow. <laughs> and then, so they they had to go back to the gate. People wanted to be left let off the plane. They would not let anybody off the plane. Whoa. They held them there for two hours. Well, they decided they would try to take off on a different runway. This is a press event? It's a press event. That worked out and well. So as the plane's so breaking and they're stopping, the guy's like looking around with his camera. One of the flight attendants is yelling, turn your camera off, sir. Turn your camera off. Like, I kind of want that feature out. I want the pilot to be able to know whether the, the runway is too short. Right. I don't think the plane should be telling anyone that. I, just, I, I hate the idea that a pilot is flying the plane and the plane like says, no, we're going to do something different. Because, yeah. I mean, is the, is the pilot aware? I guess he has some kind of alarm that goes off that mm. tells the pilot, shit. I, well, when, really when, when, when you hear stuff like that, and we see these Google self-driving cars around here all the time, where there's a garage on actually on our lot where there's all these the self-driving cars come out of, I always think, are those cars actually impressive? Because, like, isn't all this stuff already in planes and everywhere else? I mean, they've had... Like autopilot on planes and like landing autopilot even for the longest. You never time. have like a homeless guy stumbling across the clouds or anything. Like that. <laughs> I what, guess that's a good point. Although, what a magical homeless guy that would be! <laughs> There's always the magical homeless guy in like the movie who like changes changes your life. You know, he touches you on the shoulder. He goes from a cloud, right? He came, he came from, from a cloud. Yeah. I think uh, runways wait. are also very standardized. Normal roads are not. Like yeah. my car has. Autopilot features, like my but car it knows. I mean, that this thing knows that the the runway is too short. That, that, yeah, but there must be something be at the end of the right? runway that indicates that. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, just <laughs> fly, go fly up or stop. <laughs> also, it's Those are your like, choices. If the plane can figure that out, when does it figure it out? Yeah, it's like yeah. was it like go to take off, and it's like. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> it's like the plane is like, we'll give this a shot. I think I can well, do it. I, I, and then I, the plane was like, I, no, no. Uh, they accelerated for 18 seconds. They were up to 100 miles an hour. No, they weren't. Uh, well, it must have yeah. been waiting. 18 seconds? How'd they have time to stop? Then it says that uh, it applied full brakes and they stopped in 15 seconds. Wow. They do reverse thrust as well? I don't know. But you, but you need you need headwind to take off, right? I do, yeah. So I guess they can't judge it by, by just distance. It's like, oh, well, we're th- at this speed and there's this much wind and it's just not going to happen. So brake. When I assume that's a combination of so stuff. So what you're saying, the wind just dropped. So the, the environmental conditions changed, and suddenly the runway became too short. Yeah, well, that's the variable, isn't it? No, the runway is of a standard size, but the wind I mean, did. That's when it finally saw the end. It was like, no, I don't, I'm not feeling <laughs> this. i got a bad feeling. How can a plane measure wind, though, when it's going? <laughs> like, how does it measure wind? Maybe is the, the speed different than its ground speed? Like, if it's going 150 miles an hour, but then the wind is... No, I don't know. I started well, saying so that. Like, like, I might just relay it from the the little spinny cup thing that they have over on the side of the runway. <laughs> they do it from that. Or the flag's like, dude, chill. It's not windy <laughs> enough. It, 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 it winks at you. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's certain things. It's like you only see certain places, like the cone shaped flag that's actually like a cylinder that indicates wind. I've never seen those anywhere but an airport. Like, and even is that it, more efficient and more accurate than I don't a, know. A, a flappy piece of fabric? That's what makes you wonder. It's like, isn't a flag just a flag? You look at it and go, okay, it's kind of windy. It's like, and wind is pretty relative. It's like, the flag was flapping less earlier, so it's more windy now. Like, you never, I never actually care how windy it is. It's just like, how windy is it as opposed to how windy it's been? That's all I ever care about. Like, they always, they always get all excited when they put the, the weathermen are just like so fucking bored and a storm comes through a front and they just freak the fuck out. They're like, there are gusts Weather- up to 40 miles an hour. It's like, Okay. I, it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, wait, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like how, that's, it's wind. You know, what does that mean for me? It means nothing to how me. Much, how much to blow me up in the air is what I'm worried about. That's exactly yeah. what I want to know. 
Like they, they should do that. Like they do that with other things. Like they talk about how fast, like how vicious animals are. Like basically how fast they can skeletonize a cow. Like piranha <laughs> can skeletonize a cow in like three minutes. So that should be the wind. It's the like tornado. Here's what it can lift. Picnic table. That's how fast the wind is right now. It's picnic so that's table. what the weatherman should say? Yeah. Well, like, guys, on Thursday it's picnic table, but on Friday it's car. They so, <laughs> just have different symbols, like the sun and the cloud and the rain cloud. It's like the picnic table, yeah. the car, Gavin's face. Because they make a big deal about it on the on the weather predictions. They're like, there's going to be gusts up to 40 miles an hour. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you like, realize if you were in that, you'd be like, you'd be like here comes a 40-mile-an-hour gust. Oh, it's kind of windy. Okay, that's good. There goes my hat. You know, no big deal. I discovered that if, if there was a lot of strong wind, like blowing horizontally... Humans would get blown away, but cats wouldn't. Why not? Because they can just grip so hard. A cat, when it doesn't want to move and it's got it's like all of the claws are in the carpet, it's not going anywhere. Little cats and little kids. Little kids, when they don't want to get picked up, are just they're pretty impressive. Well, they just go dead weight. Don't they, they? Go, they either go like floppy, or they do like that, like dead, like you think make themselves heavier somehow with that <laughs> they dead weight. They become more dense. Yeah. Didn't who got their glasses blown off their face? Was it you? That was me, right? That was Seattle. I'm pretty sure that was me. Yeah, and that was where that we were. There was that stop sign too that went. Yeah, it bent ninety degrees. Yeah, that was Lord. C- yeah, that was uh, we were at at Bungie or Valve or something. yeah, we were in Bellevue for been, some reason. We might have been going to uh, a child's play dinner, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we might have been doing that. Yeah, that's right. I, I want to say we stepped out across the street, and I just turned the wrong way, and the wind caught my glasses, and they went. Whee! It, was, it was glasses like, wind. We never saw them again. Yeah. See, oh, the weatherman had said. Yeah, they, they were gone. <laughs> if the weatherman had said that morning, and you heard the news report saying, "Guys, Black. today's glasses wind." You'd be like, "Oh shit!" I would have been like, "Wait, wait, like eyeglasses or like I'm holding a drink?" Yeah. You know. But you would have only be careful either way. I would. Yeah. Not taking my beverage out. As opposed to like 50 mile an hour gusts. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I, th- I I agree with that. I think we should standardize on on symbols for wind speed. Yeah. yeah. What do you think Gus's top speed is? Like, what's a running gu- speed? What's a gust gust? Like what's my, the top I get a gust my gust. top speed is probably like five miles an hour. Get, you're, you can do way faster than that. Nah, I don't know. I should Gavin a clip the other day of a guy on a treadmill running twenty five miles an hour. I, I've yeah, seen that. Crazy. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. The guy's legs are just a blur. It's like it, it, was, to, it was wind assisted. It's like he has to start up get his ahead. legs like a lawnmower because he's like practicing with one leg. He's like, and then he just goes like crazy. Yeah, he also doesn't build up to it. He like just like he stands next to a treadmill that's twenty five miles an hour. Then he like. Hits his foot on it a couple times to get it going, and what? then like just jumps on. Well, that's building up to it, though. But it's not I like he th- ramped his speed up. He I don't went think that's building up to his it. His other leg was still standing. Oh, firmly so like you're still. saying it was a constant speed on the treadmill, right? Yeah, building up to me, to me would be turn the treadmill on, and then you run up to it. That's it, right there. <laughs> I think he's an NFL athlete. Is that, and that's all he's got. Like he doesn't go for very long. Yeah, he doesn't go for very long. Jeez. That's that's a burst of speed. It's like a cheetah. What, what's your top speed? Man, I don't know. Uh, when we were in training to go in the Amazing Race, I got to the point where I could run, um, like I got to the point where I could run like two laps uh, on the track, like it's eight hundred meters essentially, mm-hmm. and I could do that at like eleven or twelve miles an hour, like the, like a full sprint. Which I, I trained doing lots of sprints. Mm-hmm. Ashley's a better distance runner, um, but it's like I just I got no patience for distance running. I have no patience for it at all, mm-hmm. and I can run. Um, I mean, even like participating in the race, I could, I could run so much further and so much faster, uh, by the end of my time with the race than I could at the beginning. It was crazy. It's like cardio is one of those things that builds up super, super fast, super fast. Also, my approach to calories completely changed because 
I was like trying to trim down weight and all this stuff. And then when I was doing it, it was just like, what, what do you have that is the most amount of calories to eat <laughs> for the least amount of money? And just like eat like everything and anything I can get my hands on. Was it lots of sodas? What's that? Lots of soda? Yeah, lots of soda and Gatorade, which I never, I never do. In fact, I'm trying to break my habits now. From from the race and like go back with, to like eating, beer. eating like a regular person, not, not, not getting on a plane every hour. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. I, I should probably talk. You want to talk about that for a second? Sure. So, I, I'm not going to ask too many questions just because I don't want to bait you into something you can't say. Yeah, yeah. And the, see, that's the thing. So the first thing is is that the show comes out uh, February 12th. Um, and the big part of that is I can't really say anything. So I probably won't talk about it a lot until right before the show starts because. The last thing you want to do is talk about something you can't talk about, but uh, there's obviously lots of uh, big secrets surrounding it, like performance and where people went and stuff like that. So, but it was a blast. It was the adventure of a lifetime. Like, it was grueling and very, very hard and a lot of fun. And I would do it again in a heartbeat, you know. And it was, it was just like, it's really crazy. It, it taking international flights like back to back to back to back. You just like, it's just, cra- it just it's amazing how much it wears you down. It's yeah. just crazy. And they actually talked to uh, – the whole thing came about um, – they did a special season. CBS did a special season of The Amazing Race, which is uh, what they call social media influencers or social media stars is what they're saying. But it's just people from all over. over like uh, Tyler Oakley's in it, big YouTuber. Um, and his, uh, his teammate, Corey, who I had never met before, is like one of the funniest guys on the planet. Just like super easygoing. Uh, there's guys, uh, Brody and Kurt, that do like frisbee trick shot stuff. There's some Vine people in it as well. One of the guys is uh, Zach King, who oh, yeah. had actually – he's probably the person I knew the best beforehand. Yeah, like, I bet if people don't recognize his name, they definitely recognize his oh, videos. I'm sure they've seen him. You'd recognize him in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, he does like uh, Vine visual effects videos, which essentially it looks like Vine magic. It's mm-hmm. a, the way a lot of people describe him. Um, then there's a guy, Cole, who has like – I think he's got like 8 million followers on Vine. Um, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Blair, she does uh, – <laughs> She does like fashion stuff, and then there's just people who do like lots of random stuff. There's some people who have channels that have run for years and years, like Tyler, and then there's some people who had just had like one big viral hit. One of the uh, ladies in it, named Marty, she's the Southwest flight attendant oh. who did the really funny announcement and got like 65 million views on her video or something like that. So, yeah, yeah and they just ran a promo for her. We've been, you know, talking about it and everything. <clears throat> and it's like, and now they just got back. So it's like, Ashley, when we got back, you know, she slept for I think twenty six hours straight. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, like she fell into a coma pretty much. So, but it was it was it was awesome. It was oh. awesome. And the whole thing came about. Um, I kind of derailed myself there talking about the people on it, but it came about because they were doing the social media thing, and it, w- it was actually way back at VidCon. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was this Hollywood Reporter article that came <clears> out that was like the top twenty five stars, and they put me in it. Uh, oh right, yeah. You said that we took the selfie with Joe the Cat. That's exactly yeah. right. That's the one. So like the next day after that article, because that article was published, the Hollywood Reporter, I'm assuming, did that article at that time because VidCon was that week, and I was one of the keynotes for VidCon. And uh, like the day after that article came out, the CBS casting called me and mm. said they were doing it and all that stuff. And they actually met with me and Gavin because uh, we were the only people from Rooster Teeth at uh, at VidCon. But Gavin has a UK passport, so he couldn't even like got to be American. Yeah. You can't. You have to be a resident living in the U.S. and you have to have a uh, U.S. passport because you could get an unfair advantage, like going to some custom lines in some countries. Like if you went to, I don't know, what's a what's a U- U.K. surviving colony at this point? Well, I mean, I have a European passport, so any, yeah, any European country, I'd be straight. In. There you go. I wonder if you get a special line if you went to say like India, 
like or Hong Kong. Oh, because it used to be British. Yeah, because it used to be British. Right. Or what about like Australia and New Zealand? Aren't they still technically part of the Commonwealth? Yeah, so is Canada too. Gavin, answer this for us. I have no idea. Uh, this is where I mean, we, we went through the same lines in Australia. You and I. Oh, that's right. Okay. So anyway, so I it was like it was because, a blast because you can't talk about it. It's almost like you're not back yet. I'm I excited know. for you're it to be on so I can actually talk to you about it. I know. I'm excited. I know. They've got a fucked up uh, passport control in the Sydney airport that they that they can fix with just some signs. When you get off the plane and you <clears throat> you walk to passport control, it's machines now, right? Like you scan your passport, then it gives you a ticket, then you walk up to another machine and it takes a picture of your face and it lets you into the country. Um, but when you get off the plane and you go up to this stations, there's two of them. So everyone gets in queue for those two not realizing there's 12 more right next to them. <laughs> so it's like everyone gets in line for these two, and then you're like, there's 12. Why isn't... Oh, everyone's just stupid. And you just like walk over and just like immediately get into the country. It's like they just need some signs that are like, hey, is this line long? Look to your right just a little bit. Problem solved. Having tra- traveled internationally now with no phone <laughs> and no Google whatsoever, I cannot sympathize more with the statement of just put up some fucking signs yeah. just for the love of God. Put up some fucking signs because it would help so much. Or have a fucking map in something <laughs> that actually makes sense, like where you can find stuff. It's it's crazy. I mean, there's some parts of the world where it's just like, you know. And if you're somewhere where they speak English, it's great. If you're somewhere where they're not, that's just like you turn into like a mime, you know. Did yeah. you learn any languages in preparation? Uh, I learned a little bit of uh, Hindi and Ashley focused on uh, a little bit of Mandarin. But she speaks some Spanish and I speak some French, which mm. there's a lot more parts of the world where people speak Spanish than speak French. But uh, anyway, so it was... Uh, it, Is we, that we, true? I think so. There's loads of French in Africa and Canada and stuff. Loads, there's a little bit of French in Canada. I mean, I mean, it's like there's a one particular province where there's a lot of French. But uh, yeah, besides Canada and France... I mean, you yeah. can get by through most of South America with Spanish, except I mean, for Brazil. Fair play. Some parts of uh, the Caribbean, too, there's some French as well. But, I mean, Spanish is like, I mean, there's entire continents where a lot of people speak Spanish. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think if you had Spanish and you could limp along in Portuguese, I think. Right? Uh, <laughs> there, there's, there's enough words that cross over yeah. for it to be confusing. But you, it's like, I, you, you get I watched, a word or two through. I, when we went on vacation earlier, I watched Ashley uh, limp along with her Spanish in Italy. And that was okay. Mm-hmm. She also the mm. she has no problems talking to Italians. They're very attentive when Ashley talks. <laughs> to Not so much when I talk to them. They suddenly yeah. understand English mm. when yeah. Ashley talks. I'm gonna read this thing here. <clears throat> uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Braintree. Developers around the world have embraced the Braintree V.0 SDK as the easiest way to add secure mobile payments to their apps and websites. No matter what payment type, Braintree accepts it. Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if something new pops up, Braintree will support that too. It's the same payment solution used by Uber, Airbnb, and GitHub so you know that it scales. Developers, we got you. Don't worry about taking days to integrate your payments with Braintree. It's done in minutes. The Braintree code supports Android, iOS, and JavaScript clients. Integrating it into your app is as easy as inserting a few lines of code. Try out the sandbox and see for yourself at braintreepayments.com slash roosterteeth. That's braintreepayments.com slash roosterteeth. Go check it out. So thanks to Braintree for supporting the podcast. You have good taste in podcast, Braintree. I, I, I think you're going to go places. Um, so when I was traveling, I, uh, when I was going down to Australia, I had probably the worst, time, the worst possible timing for something to happen to me on that trip. So the trip down there was – the flight was Austin to San Francisco – 
layover than San Francisco to Sydney. So when I was flying from Austin to San Francisco, uh, I was you know watching a movie on the plane, and I thought I was wearing my headphones. I thought, man, these have been really good headphones. I've had these for eleven years. They've gone with me on every international trip I've ever taken with Rooster Teeth. They're the Bose ones? They're my the Bose. noise cancelling ones? Yeah, noise cancelling ones. I was like, really happy I bought these. I can't believe they've been with me all these trips. Get to San Francisco, get off the plane, lay over, get back onto the second flight for San Francisco to Sydney. Um, they close the door. They're like, all right, turn off your electronics. All right. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to put my headphones on, start listening to some music, maybe fall asleep for while the plane takes off. Get my headphones out, go to put them on my head. And as I do this to put on my head... The, the earbud on the right just snaps right off. Oh, no. I was like, literally, just closed the door. I've got a 15-hour flight in front of me, <laughs> and I just fucking broke my headphones. I just, I, like, I stared at them. Like, it was one of those moments where I just couldn't believe what was happening. That's was horrible. Like, like, in my head, I was like, no, no, they're fine. <laughs> they just, like, popped off. It's a bad dream. <laughs> when, we, when we went to uh, Australia the first time, and Webb... Did you, you know, before my, you get too far away, did you use those shitty airline headphones for the rest of the trip then? Yes. That's the. They, I, those are like sixty percent volume of what they need to be. Yeah, it's like yeah. you turn it up to a hundred percent, and you are like, "What? Okay, kind of." I know. You, so, it's literally you have to watch everything yeah. like this. Yeah. So we Sorry, went down there. It was on a like how long is that flight? Like sixteen hours, something like that. Yeah. Right. And on the way down, we weren't sure what we were gonna do with Webb because he's only like a year and a half or two or something. And it was that that age when they're kind of crazy and they're running around. Oh, but I was they on the had, flight with you. Yeah, but they had. Like this amazing entertainment system on the Qantas flights. Mm-hmm. They had like not just movies and kids shows, all that stuff. They had like a little video game system yeah. in there and everything. So he was happy as could be, you know, because he's playing all that stuff. And it was like, this is great. And then on the way back, we were thinking like, this is going to be great. We had a great time on the on the way here, and it was all broken. Like none uh, of that stuff worked. Like yeah. nothing, nothing where, worked. Where my seat didn't work. Oh, only here? Yeah. This was the entire plane. That's that's pretty funny, though. <laughs> like, they planned it. Uh, but this was the entire plane. Nothing worked. And, and so their solution was to pass out magazines to everybody. And they were like, well, our son's too. And there's like, he doesn't want Ladies Home Journal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, he's not bust out I a Sudoku. I don't think he's going to play that for 17 I, I was on that flight hours. with you. And by the time I was at the very back of the plane, by the time they got to me, I had two options for magazines. It was either Australian gossip magazines about Australian celebrities I'd never heard of, yeah, or soccer. <laughs> What's she done with the bingo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, I'll take soccer. So it was like I had soccer. fifteen hours with this magazine. The the other like weird media thing from those trips to Australia that was actually was actually kind of cool was like on one of those flights we were just like really out of it. And, like, I think we had been up doing a bunch of stuff before we got on the flight. And then, of course, with the time change and flying for so long, you kind of get loopy. And I was just watching a bunch of movies. And at the end, I was watching Inception. And I was kind of, like, halfway between being awake and asleep. And then I realized, like, we're on the flight. Oh, that, yeah. That is in Inception. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that same flight. Right. And, then, and when it was done, I was like. I'm really weirded now. <laughs> what just did I just in, inception myself with inception? Yeah. Did you start looking around at the passengers? I did. Like, did I dream about any of these people? I did. I was like, we reached over to Anna and I was like touching her. Like, are you real? And she's like, what the hell's the matter with do you? Have a, do you have a top? Gus, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you a question. Cause they all basically get the same planes, all the airlines, yeah. right? There's like, how many kinds of planes are there? Major airline. So Two. Like, big, big planes. I don't know. I'd say like, like seven, maybe. Yeah. There's not many, Right. right? 
is the airline in charge of the configuration of the plane? Yes. They are. They can request custom build-outs. So okay. that's why there's different seat configurations and different amounts of rows. In- or like bathrooms it- in like weird places. Well, the bathroom configuration. So like typically, like let's say the, the 777, which I just flew on to Sydney. That I think – so there's different sub-variants. So you have like – it launched with the Dash 100 series. Oh, no, I took it back. It launched with the Dash 200 series, Dash 300, Dash 400. There's ER versions for extended range. And then within each of those versions, there's sub-versions, typically two or three, that vary galley and bathroom placement. I feel like we just stumbled into a wealth of knowledge that Gus has. It's like I had no idea. It's like all it's of a sudden you're into it's, savant mode. It's part, of, it's part of liking the air disaster stuff. Yeah. Is it's it you know all the planes? Knowing all the planes. Well, I love <laughs> that about you. <laughs> Plus. I, uh, I was on a plane where the bathrooms were downstairs. Like – there was no bathrooms. It was a normal plane, it felt like, but all the bathrooms were on a lower level, and it was like an area where you just went where all the bathrooms were. Like an entire it, flight or just like Was a it like an steps? open hole and you could see the sky <laughs> out? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, I, I, some similar experiences to that, too. But the uh, – no, but it was uh, – it was yeah, it was just like a lower deck, and it was like eight bathrooms there. So you, I've you, never so heard of that. I've never seen deck. it before either. What airline was, like, was that? Uh, can you say? Yeah, I don't know if I can say or not. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... Do you find that you get a little bit loopy on planes? Like, I find that movies are sadder on a plane. I really? Think I think that's true. I see grown men crying on planes all the time. I was, I was, and I walk by, and it's like Pixar, of course. But <laughs> yeah. I do see that a lot. Like, Inside Out. People... Inside Out is currently in the rotation, and that was like people would be bawling watching Inside Out. Yeah. I, flights. I've I've never cried at a movie, but I came close. You've never cried in a movie? No, I came close. Remember, he thinks twice. it's pictures. Or it's light, so it's stupid to cry for light. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> uh, I almost cried at a Zac Efron movie. <laughs> oh, wow. The one wow. with Matthew Perry. And then I was you watching... You cried because you watched it? No, yeah. it's just like, or man, it's really... Because of the content. And then I was watching Titanic, and I was I like... I like that you also threw out there the one with Matthew Perry, is that that doesn't help me in any way. Uh, yeah. way. But I was like, I was getting really bummed out and sad. I was like, it must be like the altitude that's messing with me. Were I'm, you drunk? I'm, Had you been drinking on the plane? I've never been drunk on a plane. One thing that happens to me on planes is like whenever I get off a flight, it doesn't matter how long it is. It could be domestic, two hours. It could be one of these flights to Australia that's 15 hours. The whole day, the whole next day, I'm like completely dry. Like mm-hmm. I just have to drink as much as I can. Like my nasal passages are just dry and it's just – I don't know what that is. Like I've learned now to basically just like – take Carmex and put it up my nose before I get on a plane now just because it's so I don't like dry out like a raisin. Yeah, what I'll, what I'll do is before I get on a plane, I'll typically at the airport, I'll buy a bottle of water and then just drink it on that flight. And then when you go on the long flights and they give you additional water, it's like I just spend the whole time just trying to drink as much water as possible. You know what's really good about that? Ashley, she carries a bottle of water with her everywhere, like one of those refillable bottles. Mm-hmm. And she just like, she drinks constantly. I just never, I never, be healthy. I never did that in my life. Uh, I just, one of those people that's like, I would get like one of those one liter smart water bottles and mm-hmm. just like I can down it in like 15 seconds and that's it. That's how I drink water. I don't like sit around sipping it all day. <laughs> um, like some have, prima donna. I, got, I, got, <laughs> sips man, water. I got shit I gotta get done. I can't sit around sipping water. I watched uh, that new Mission Impossible movie, Rogue Nation. Mm. I finally saw it on uh, on this flight. What'd you think? It was really good. It's good. It was way better than Ghost Protocol. We're, well, American, you and I are both gonna be up on all of our movies yeah. now because we've been on it's, international It's flight. American James Bond now is what it is. Um, I think it's it's different than it's got James like a Bond, funny edge to it though. It's like kind of goofy in a way too, especially like this, everything that goes on between Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise. Except I hated the voice that the villain used in uh, in Ghost Protocol. I'm sorry, in uh, Rogue Nation. Dude, okay, that guy is the tough guy version of the villain from Jupiter Ascending. Have you, have you seen that? <laughs> oh, yet? It was like, no. oh, you bastard. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's yeah. So have you seen Rogue Nation well, yet? 
Yeah. The dude looks like it's like the a guy rogue, like he looks little, like a rogue accountant. The like little mouse guy. Yeah. It really he really does. He's got like glasses, he's like and he's just like, I'll kill everyone in the room. You know that? <laughs> but the dude in Jupiter Ascending is like he's breathless. Like literally you yeah. just like take a fucking breath. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Actually yeah. I saw, that's one of a movie I saw on a plane. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good that, plane I, movie. And I always feel like I cannot judge a movie on a plane. Did you cry? I might have a little bit. A little weep. No, but really, I like you watch like a movie on a plane, and it's like, I think I'm bored, but maybe it's just because I'm on this plane for so long. Yeah. It's, it's is it so the movie? Bad, like, is it me? Is it I? You know, I, it's not like watching a movie anywhere else. It's or, true, you know, and it's actually, really weird. I appreciate them so much, though, to the point where I travel quite a lot. So now a movie will come out, and I'll see a trailer for it. Say it's a comedy, maybe yeah. not very big budget. It's like I'm saving that for a plane. Yeah, I'm absolutely really? going to. Yeah, I'm not going to go and see that because I don't need to see it big. I'm going to save it so for a plane, I, and I save up all these movies. I'm like, because you I, have I, to go I to worried, UK a lot. I'm worried I don't like the movie because I saw it on the plane. Like I, like I, oh, I think I'd like this more if I saw it in a theater. If I saw it on, you know, at home or whatever. There are some the movies plane, that like, I associate negatively affecting my view of. There's it. movies I associate as being plane movies, and now there's certain stars that I only watch their movies on a plane. It feels like, and Tom Cruise is probably one of them. Mm. And it's like some movies, it's like, okay, I, I, was, I wanted to see this, but I didn't make time to do it or whatever. And then I like you binge watch on a plane because, you know, you travel back and forth in certain periods of time. Yeah. And you just see the rotation of films. Yeah. And uh, what's your favorite movie you've ever seen on a plane? Like you discovered on a plane because you, you had to watch it basically. Uh, favorite movie I've ever seen on a plane because I had to watch. Oh, it was uh, Searching for Sugar Man. Oh, yeah. The documentary. Uh, yeah. I saw that a couple of years ago. Mine was uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, oh, repeat. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I totally missed that when it came out in theaters, and then I watched it. That's like the, that might be the best sci-fi movie in like the last five or seven years. It's pretty good. Yeah, I watched the whole of the Jinx on a plane from oh. beginning to end in one go. Did you really? It was class. Yeah. yeah see, I don't ever watch. Uh, did you watch on your laptop or something? No, it's just on the on see, the in-flight system. Every now and then I'll be like, BA. Uh, I'll be like looking through it and say, like, you can watch movies, you can watch TV. As you hit TV. And you go to watch, oh, it's Game of Thrones, but it's one episode of Game mm. of Thrones. And you're just like, well, that's not going to, you know, I'm yeah. going to be sitting on, here. It's like a random selection. On this last flight, they had um, all of season one of True Detective. And I was like, oh, yeah, True Detective. I really like it. I'm going to watch that. So I, start, I, I started rewatching it. And then the episode, episode one, first scene is like that naked murder victim tied up yeah. to a tree. And I'm like, yeah. oh, right. Other people can see this. Like, I, started I, I, weird had, about I, it. I had the same thing. Like, I, I watched something recently on a plane. And, I, God, I can't remember what it was now. But it was something I, I didn't know anything about, and I just clicked it. And the first scene was like wall to wall tits and just like crazy <laughs> violent. It was and laser it, team. Yeah, it was laser team. <laughs> and, but it was like I, I felt really like suddenly very embarrassed to be watching this, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking like, are other people like watching by and like judging me for? I feel for like you can movie? always apply the rule if it's on the back of the seat, then it's fine. If it's on your laptop. Then it's questionable. This was in flight. This was yeah. in flight. So you, right, they okay. provided it. Yeah. So it's on yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Rule. Okay. okay that's, uh, I'll go with that. That yeah. works. They, they, they thought about it and yeah. they cleared it. Like when I watched. Uh, is, I watched it, is it weird I played <laughs> it for my kids, though? <laughs> that's weird, right? Um, I, I watched Days of Future Past once uh, on a plane and they said, you know, this. Well, I forgot what it was, but it was, an, it, it was a different boilerplate at the beginning that I'm used to seeing. It was like, this movie has been. Uh, the format's been edited to fit your screen, and it has been edited for content. It contains a scene of airplane violence. And there's oh, that scene I, where I've, Magneto yeah, like, tries to pull warning. the plane down, yeah. and that scene is like really cut in uh, the airplane version of the yeah, movie, yeah. where they're like, people they get cut out all the, the crashing stuff. You don't yeah. want people freaking but out on a plane. you can watch Flight. 
and that that airplane stuff really isn't edited out, and that's really? a hell of a lot more realist. They, there's a yeah, but you, I think you, you know what's worse? Getting into you know it's the okay, same thing as that, true. but it's way worse. Hey, can you? Is, people are freaking out about this XLR cable that's on the couch next to you. What's wrong with other it? side? Can you just like throw thing? it over the edge? Yeah. Hey, everybody. It used to be a lot smaller. Um, what's worse is the uh, uh, when you're in a car listening to the radio, and it's a an advertisement or something where they play car horns or alarms or an oh, ambulance siren. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. I hate that. Yeah. That's the worst thing in the world, even though you know like almost within half a second what it is. Mm-hmm. I just want to reach through the radio and punch whoever programmed the, that. The worst sirens. for me is, Sirens, yeah. yeah. The worst for me is TV shows, or sorry, not TV shows, commercials on TV where they have like a car alarm arming, like the, the chirping noise, because my dogs start growling and start barking <laughs> at the door because like, they think someone's like parked the car and is outside like... No fucking stupid dogs. It's it's the TV. You you've heard this before. Fucking idiots. Did you ever see the the airline version of Speed? No. Airline how, version of Speed. Remember when the bus drops below fifty? Do you remember what happens? It explodes. Yeah, but do you know what it hits? Oh no! It crashes into a plane. Oh, I didn't know that. So oh. in the in that version, you see it like drop below fifty, and then it just cuts away to like a reflection of all the people like seeing an explosion. But you don't see it explode, or you don't see what it hits. It seems like, really, really like, satisfying. Oh, it's like it was huge down. The whole movie's about that bus. Spoiler, by the way. <laughs> For a 20-year-old movie? 20-plus-year-old movie? 21. No, it's probably further than that, right? 94? Speed? 94? Yeah, yeah, 20 years. Wow. Um, we talked about Sylvester Stallone the other day. You know Sylvester Stallone was born in 1946? What? <laughs> yeah. So, Blaine was telling me, because uh, Blaine got to go see an early uh, screening of Star Wars today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, um, the uh, he was talking to us afterwards about a uh, uh, he went to Creed and how much he really liked it and I was like you know Rocky won Best Picture and and beat out Star Wars for Best Picture and now it's really weird that there's a Rocky movie that's very critically acclaimed yeah. the moment we have another Star Wars movie that's got probably the most hype of. Any Star Wars movie. This has more hype than Episode One. Right? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go eat my Star Wars oranges and it's the most put hype my of Star any Wars movie cover ever. girl on and go watch it and open it. The people, marketing tie-ins are, are just they're unbelievable. People were mad about those oranges. The oranges that was hilarious. The BB-8, the BB-8 <laughs> I, oranges. I couldn't be mad about it because it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just like buying a top. billboard, though, right? You're just buying the front of oranges. I know it's, it's we, we know somebody who's going to the premiere tonight. Uh, Flash is going to the premiere mm-hmm. tonight. So once again, I'm wondering how, how, what, how did that happen? But mm-hmm. maybe yeah. him and Blaine can talk about it after. The- <laughs> Those are probably the only two people who can talk about it to each other in secret. Um, so I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to mention we were. Uh, I was talking about my headphones that broke <clears throat> earlier in the podcast. If you rewind, you can hear it again. Um, <laughs> so put on your headphones for when, the best when they broke. Uh, there, were, there was uh, internet on the plane, so I, like I took a picture and I tweeted something like. Uh, had these for 11 years. They've been great headphones, but they fucked me right at the end. Uh, and I tweeted it. Didn't I didn't tag Bose or anything. And then when I landed, I had <clears throat> a tweet reply to me from Bose customer support that was like, oh, really he- sorry to hear about this. Follow us so we can send you a DM and we can fix this. And I was like, no, no. Like, I wasn't trying to shame them. The product was great. It worked for 11 years. So I but just replied. Like, send you a replacement no, I, was, pair. I, I bought another pair. I was like, big fan of the product. I already bought another pair. I've not. I mean, this isn't about that. This isn't about like trying to shake you down. It's not like some kind of sleazy customer service thing. Good man. 
Yeah, I would have taken the free headphones. No, I was, I was very happy <laughs> with the product. So. My, I mean, it's always my instant reaction to like. I always see people on Twitter who are like clearly like angling to get stuff for free, you know. And I will do I, for video games. I don't even think about it. Like if someone sent me some free video, game, I'm like fucking awesome. But like if people contact me to send me something for free, I'm just like, nah, just uh, you know, don't worry about it. I just pass them on to Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack will take it. I'm sure. Right? It's free. Jack wants it. Yeah. The uh, but I, I just like it's just like. I don't know. There's something about it. It's like I guess I was taught not to do that at some point. Like just ask for stuff for free. I had a whole thing with with Time Warner at my new house where they installed internet at the wrong address. I won't get into it. But uh, I, I just <laughs> I just asked Time Warner to follow me, and I deleted the tweet and just went over DMs, and it worked out well. But I didn't want to like publicly talk crap about Time Warner. Hmm. I ended up with like but, someone. So you're just doing it here. So you couldn't get. I mean, it's, it's done now. So you. So our houses are built by the same. Uh, company same, or whatever, same one right? man. <laughs> They're like the same. It's like the same house. Yeah, like you got the duplicate house of mine. I'm excited to come and over. Which house? I used to, your like, current house? Yeah. So like, he, like his so house. The house that he has is the same as your house. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know this. Now I don't even right. need to go to your house. And I used to have, <laughs> I didn't know that because I, I I saw pictures of his house from from uh, from Egg, and okay. it's like and it's it's the same builder. And I just want to make sure stuff. that you had not been invited to his house yet. Although, because he had oh, a whole his, other house that I never went to. Well, one to be fair, nobody did, and also. Bullshit. Lots USB of people did. Cables. First of all, lots of USB people went to your other oh, house. I do, and I, I went do. to your house. I just wasn't allowed in. I got to drive you to the front door and drop you off. Name people who were in my house. Michael. Jeff. Uh, That's people. That does Blaine qualify as people. was in your house? Blaine was in my house to move a DDR machine. He got, I, I was, I was I, at your house was, uh, to drop your sorry ass off, and I still didn't get invited in. So <laughs> go fuck yourself, asshole. Just but anyway, port. Matt has USB ports. Gus, did you go place. over there? His house? Oh. Okay. I think I knew where it was. Maybe. <laughs> That's true. I did one up you on the USB. Mine are just regular, boring electricity. Yeah, you can well, swap we, that out. We, it takes like it takes like two minutes. It's so easy. Have you I've sold had, your other house yet? No. Guess sell your house. I've had two houses. I have a duplicate house with Gavin. Like I said, your now, other house. And my like my last houses. house was a duplicate house with Alan. Huh. We had the exact same house before. It wasn't so even now, like mirror image. It was like literally exactly. It was the exactly same. the same. Exact same floor plan. Exact. The builder, like, exactly the same. So was it Down weird to be in his house? Was it, like, just slightly off from what you're it used to? Like, it was like, oh. No, it's most, mainly like, oh, they're way better at decorating than we are. <laughs> it's like, you go in his house and it's like, our house could look like this. <laughs> this is way nicer. So I now, like, want to see how many other people at Rooster Teeth I can just have a duplicate My, house with. I had a fun house I think that would be, like, the weirdest, like, achievement. You're going to just start building custom houses now, so it's impossible. Oh, yeah. so one of the things we always talked about is the weird trend, too, where... When we hire somebody to come work at Rooster Teeth, we immediately hire somebody who has the exact same name. And yes. I'm trying to think, like, like for instance, we just started, for the first time ever, ever, we worked with somebody named Ezra on Laser Team. Right. Instantly started working with someone named Ezra. That's at right. full screen. Ezra Cooperstein. Who we, had that, we had that discussion last week. Yeah. And we also work with someone here who looks like Ezra. <laughs> that's I, I think that's I, true. I, that's I, a weird one, too. I think I might have the ultimate version of that. Uh, one of the teams on The Amazing Race, yeah. the woman who had the... Viral video where she's a flight attendant and yeah. did the funny announcement. Her daughter's name, Hagen. Really? Spelled the exact same way. H-A-G-A-N, which is my character's name in Laser Team. I've never heard of I've that I've never before. heard that name before in my life. And as soon as like I have that name in my life, then somebody else shows up that has that name. On I, social uh, media, I've seen one person who says his name is Hagen, and he's excited about Laser Team, and he wants to go watch it because he's never met anybody else named Hagen, and he's excited that there's a character on the screen with his name. The, I love that new trailer. Trailer number two. 
Hey, it's class. It's a great I, trailer. I like to. And I Is want, that only the second trailer? It feels like the billionth trailer. I know, it does. Yeah. Well, I want to say, say one thing about the, the trailer that I'm actually really proud of that you can't see in the trailer, which is we made a conscious decision to not include any of the scenes that people said were their favorite scenes from the initial screenings because you know how like you, people always complain like, oh, all the best parts are in the trailer. We deliberately included what did not include what people said oh. are the, the best scenes. Because there's a lot of good stuff in this trailer. There is a lot of good stuff. Like that bit and that bit and that bit. That one's nah. uh, that If you're listening great. to the audio version, you can watch the trailer. What, what, it's the official trailer number two for Laser Team. What's funny to me is you said that none, nobody's favorite scene is in the trailer. I was going to comment. There's a lot of uh, Gus close-ups. A lot of Gus in this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> People were very happy favorite. to see you. Nobody, nobody like that. Well, I'm not saying there aren't good scenes. Obviously, there are good scenes. But just, you know, when you go to the, see a trailer and then you see the movie, you're like, oh, they already revealed all the best scenes. The two scenes that people consistently cite as their favorite scenes mm-hmm. in the movie, we avoided putting in just so people would feel like absolutely sure they got new stuff. Cool. Which I've kind of turned the corner the on movie. that now. Like, well, the trailer, the trailer shows everything, but it's like, it's kind of like the trailer is its own thing and it's supposed to get you to go see the movie. True. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, it doesn't bug me quite as much. It's just like one of those things I've learned to accept over time. It seems like no. people hate either. They hate when the trailer shows too much or they hate when the trailer doesn't show anything. If the, tra- like, if the trailer doesn't show, like the Star Trek one is getting Star blasted Trek right now exactly what I'm for not of. showing enough. Right. And it's like, well, do you want them to show the whole movie? Is that what you want? It's so. fine. It's like, cool. Star Trek. You know those guys? Yeah? Enterprise? Cool. That's a movie. Go watch it. I mean, what else do you want? That is all I want. It's like, to me, it's like, this, like I, I, I turned off a Star Wars trailer because I was like, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, if I got to the point where I'm like, okay, this is cool, I'll just go see the movie now. And I don't need to see the rest of the trailer. And it was specifically, um, I had seen all the Star Wars trailers. And then there was another one that came out that was the Japanese trailer, oh, which yeah. had additional footage. And I was yeah. just like, at this point, I know I'm going to see it. I know I'm, go- I'm excited about it. Why, why see anything that's going to That's a lot of willpower. Screw though. it over. I, I, the, the last time I tried to do this was way back in the Ma- Ma- the Matrix, Matrix movies. Like, I was it. like, I was going to watch anything for it, and I was going to go in fresh, which, yeah, good for me. <laughs> I went in fresh to that pile of shit. So you but, think that this Star Wars sequel would be as good as the Matrix sequels? Hey, listen, is that dude. That, is that what we're predicting based on this I'm pattern not, of behavior? I like J.J. Abrams a lot. I, I think JJ, I think especially what he's done with like Star Trek and everything. Gus and I have watched J.J. Abrams' television shows going back like almost two decades mm-hmm. now, it feels like. But uh, – Listen, I mean, I was super. You remember episode one when it came out? Everybody was super hyped. Oh, of course. It was, was going to be amazing. Then or now? You know, oh, I mean, what was the big gap? It's more, I think it's more now. It feels what, like more. What's funny is the world is so different now. So episode yeah. one came out in '99, and at the time, you couldn't buy tickets for a movie online. Yeah. So, uh, in order to get tickets for all of our friends, Jeff and I camped outside of a yeah. movie theater for two days. Yeah. And uh, anyone who wanted us to get the movie tickets, they just had to bring us beer. And we were sleeping in a tent behind this fucking movie theater <laughs> down in South Austin. And it was like, we just, we literally slept Dude. outside in a tent. We, we convinced a theater employee to let us run an extension cord inside so yep. we could hook up a PlayStation and play video games in a tent uh, out behind a fucking theater. Did that and then like went up and bought fucking tickets for Star Wars. I was Wars. actually, kind of, honestly, I was kind of surprised when they made such a b- big push for Star Wars uh, Force Awakens to have online ticket sales because to me the camping out that's something I associate with just Star Wars like people don't camp out for any other movie but mm-hmm. they've been doing that since Empire Strikes Back people have been camping out for days that's where that whole like camping out 
to wait for something movement. I I felt like it started. I'm sure people did it for concerts and stuff, but now people just fucking do it for Black Friday. I want to go by every time Black Friday is about to hit. And those people who camp out from Wednesday to save 200 bucks, I just want to go out and just like stand there with a bullhorn and berate them for like 20 or 30 minutes. Something about that just drives me fucking nuts. Yeah, well, people try to save money? What do you mean? No, no, no. It's, it's people don't no. value their time. Yes, it's okay. just bad economics. Right. You know, it's just like. <laughs> but some people's time, you could argue, isn't as valuable right. as yours. If, if 48 hours for 200 bucks. Yeah, if your time is worth zero. Then it makes sense. And if your time is, is worth zero, spend the 48 hours learning something to like, you know, it's just like, and that's not what people do it. People want to be part of that spectacle. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think there's some people who go just to get invites. I really do. Yeah, of they, course. They, they want to push people around and they want to be part of the mayhem. But fucking Black Friday drives me. <laughs> I, every time I see something to Did do with it. Video? And I was not in the country, so I got to see like an outside view of it. I'm like, fucking God damn it. Black Friday. I hate it. Do you see the, the clip of that woman? Yanking something off a child, yeah, and it was like it was like a blender, a fifteen dollar right? vegetable steamer, or something. yeah, that's, yeah, and they were all over the floor. She just took the kids one, yeah. She just like like turns around and yanks it away from the child. Why did the child want a vegetable steamer? <laughs> I think mean, the, the mother had grabbed no one, like vegetables, the gave it to the like, kid yeah. to hold because they, they could buy two, and then she turned around to get another one. And as she was grabbing the other one, someone else came and took it from the kid. Poor kid, on so many levels. That sucks, man. man. That really does suck. A kid being in a situation like that. That's like an adult pulls something away from you. That's that really sucks. Yeah, and then, unless it's a vegetable steamer, and then your mom starts wailing on that lady. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's bad well, all around. Did you see that there were people camping out for Star Wars in front of uh, Man's Chinese Theater? No, for this one, uh-uh. it's like there's no reason to, right? Because you can buy tickets online, right? Right, and probably the but, tickets are already sold, right? But they're doing it. Do they want the best because seat? They want to do it. I, I don't think so. I'm like not sure it, what it is. I don't know if it's assigned seating. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like they got the seat with their butt groove in there. They want to like, yeah. sit in it. Know, maybe it's just part of that culture. Like you said, like just wanting to camp out and wait and find other people who they are willing to waste their time too. So that was good. <laughs> it was like the people at the Alamo when they were complaining about reserved seats. They just wanted to wait in a line. That <laughs> no to oh this day yeah. boggles my fucking mind. What Gavin is talking about? We this is a whole segment I screamed out in the podcast a few years ago. <laughs> Which was the people at the Alamo. It used to be Alamo Theaters here in Austin that you had to show up two hours before a movie, before two hours before a two-hour movie, in order to get a ticket to go to this to go to it. Otherwise, you were either corner of the front row or you just didn't get in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you tried to show up like thirty minutes before a movie, totally unacceptable. And then they got a thing where they went online, but then they didn't give you reserved seats. They just you just bought seats. And that was it. And you still had to show up an hour and a half early just to get a halfway decent seat, even though you had a reserved ticket. And it was like they, there was talk about them getting reserved seating, like where you said, "I'm going to be in this seat for a long time." And people fucking fought it. Was it was I put up a TripAdvisor? They, they launched it, like and then they review? took it down, and then they put it back up like years later. Yeah, it was super weird. And then they were going to do like Southwest style, where they like winning groups, you know. And there, there was talk about that as well, which. Does anybody like Southwest way? I hate Southwest. Does any does anybody Southwest Airlines? That. Does anybody like the way that they run if, their airline? If Southwest has a direct flight somewhere, I'll happily fly a connecting flight to avoid flying Southwest. That's me not valuing my time, but also <laughs> devaluing Southwest as a terrible airline. I mean, the airline's fine. I think I just don't like the boarding procedure. I, yeah, but, or it's like stupid. it's like. Uh, a way to I mean I know they, their whole thing is like no fees and low cost airline but it's a way for them to like try to scam $25 out of you it's like hey if you want you can pay for this early check in thing and we'll make sure you get in the A group 
If yeah. not, oh well. Or or it's on you. the kiosk and you want it, it's like 130 bucks, yeah. you know, like the day of because it's an upgrade to business select or whatever. Right. Then then it's like, oh, you get to be one of the first 15 on the plane. But Southwest started from a good place because a guy we used to work for, <laughs> Gus and I, his name is Anthony, and he used to do a lot of traveling because he was in telecom sales. And he remembers when uh, Southwest just first started. And he said it was great. They, he said they would take $20 in cash at the door, at the gate. Like this is before they needed to see a boarding as pass. A br- as a bribe? No, no, no. That's how you got on the plane. You, it was almost like a bus. And it was oh. like there was a flight. Um, you know, this is back in the 70s, I guess, when it first started, early 80s. And uh, if you wanted from Dallas to Houston, you wanted to get on it. You just went to the gate and paid the person $20 and got on. And that's the way it worked. And that's why they don't have reserved seating because they used to do it that way. Yeah. And then everybody got on and smoked cigarettes the entire flight. Too. Exactly right. Yeah. We had their pressurized tube and smoked. Different era. Um, so yeah. how come there's been like no thing where like flight attendants are all <clears throat> dropping dead from like the 70s and 60s from because they were in those tubes filled with smoke constantly. I don't know. It's like, probably just part of the larger, you know, casualty numbers from secondhand smoke and smoking. Smoking is one of those weird things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not denying the link between smoking and lung cancer but it is one of those weird things where it's like it's not a guarantee you're gonna get lung cancer it just really amps up your genetic chances of getting lung cancer it seems like right mm-hmm. right like there's some people who smoke cigars their entire life and live to be 120 with no problems right. you know but it's like there's some people it's like there was i remember reading about a baseball player who uh developed a dipping habit for like six months and then quit and three years later he had throat cancer mm. and it's just like yikes that's that sucks thoughts yeah yeah just odds the um you know, down in again, we're talking about Australia. In Australia, you know, when they sell cigarettes, they don't put the cigarette company's branding on the cigarette boxes. It's just the box is a picture of a cancerous organ, and it says "smoking causes this," and then like really small fine print is like the brand of the cigarettes. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think that's uh, that's really like a cre- I think that's really a much better way to do it. And the cigarettes aren't out on display. Like if you go to the store and you want cigarettes, they're like in a locked cabinet without. That's just like steel. It's just metal. And it's like you have to tell them specifically what you want. They go in, they get it, and they hand it's, you your It's similar in the picture. UK. Like to the untrained eye, it looks like you're buying a packet of smoking kills. Yeah. That's all it says yeah. on the packet. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so fact, why don't they serve like their greasy, crazy burgers in a wrapper that like shows the clogged artery? <laughs> <laughs> or the beer, right? Big beer culture. Yeah. Why not like a diseased liver? Yeah. Well, I think you see more of those things too. It's like I think that's an offshoot of having publicly funded health care. Yeah. Is because that's more of a burden on the whole system. So then it becomes more of an issue of you know trying to reduce sure. that burden on everybody, right? Like, did you ever see the uh, workplace safety ads that Canada ran a few years ago? Like, how to be safe at work and avoid accidents. No. They were. Oh my! You never saw them. Was that like the one where the guy's getting his hand like sucked into a machine and he can't reach the button? And yeah. It's like slowly pulling pulling him in. And it's they're they're gruesome. There's they're gruesome. The most gruesome one I remember was a cook who's carrying a. But like a pot of boiling water or a pot of like boiling grease or something, and she slips and spills it all over herself, and then she's like screaming on the ground on screen for like five seconds straight, and then it like cuts to a slight like avoid workplace hacks. <laughs> it's like holy shit, Patrick, can you find that? Because really, just the uh, just the imagery from that is uh, is pretty that shocking. That sounds really chipper. I can't wait to see it. It's just <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy. It's yeah, England crazy. England's road safety ones were pretty mental too. I've seen some England of those. and Ireland like. You worked on some of those, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Just people, just filming people pretend to die. Well, the funny thing about that is uh, Gavin worked on those as a project where he would film, like, in slow motion, like, what happens to a body when it's in a car accident. And, you know, it's they're just road safety videos. But it really affected you 
because you're very keen on road safety. Like I'm very keen on other people being strapped in with a seatbelt in a car with me. Right. So they don't bounce around? Yeah, because they will kill me if we crash. It's just going to happen. Like a loose person just kills everyone else in the car almost every time. So it's not for their safety. It's like I don't want to die because your big lumpness comes and headbutts me in the face. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. She's like, oh, hey, I have a big plan coming up. She's talking to the camera. I have a wedding coming up, but I'm not going to get to do any of that because I'm about to have an accident You're in my thinking, workplace. I bet I'm it's not about paying contact attention. lenses or toothpaste. She's like, oh, she slips. <laughs> oh! Oh, my God. She's screaming this whole time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, was a, that was a television I, ad. Wait, wait, I like the YouTube title for that. Beautiful brunette, victim of gory accident. <laughs> was that the name of that video? That was good. They're looking it up. I'm, sure I'm telling you, they were well, really. Maybe they she were... wouldn't have accidents if she weren't filming commercials at work. <laughs> and using air quotes for no reason. Just do one thing at a time, lady. Um, Beautiful brunette. Can, mean, we play, can we play a quick little game? You're going to read an ad? I'm going to read an ad. I'm going to come back and I'm going to play a game when we get back, which right. is I'm curious with this group here, I'm curious who has a Christmas tree in their house and who doesn't. Okay. Ah, I read your ad. Right, let me ah. read this thing. So you can figure that out. Oh, I, got, I got this. Hold on. Uh, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Sherry's Berries. Yeah. Every gift from them is an instant hit. Get Sherry's Berry Sweet. Get Sherry's Berry Sweet, freshly dipped strawberries starting at just nineteen ninety nine. That's a forty percent savings. These gourmet berries are fresh. <laughs> I'm, I'm having an off day. These gourmet berries are fresh, juicy, and dipped in dark white and milk chocolatey deliciousness. Then they're sprinkled with decadent toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And you can double the berries for just ten dollars more. Jesus, dude. To get this deal, go to berries.com and use code TEETH. Uh, there's more than just berries. They got snowman brownie pops, chocolate dip peppermint cookies, and cheesecake bites, and lots more. <clears throat> the only way to get this amazing offer uh, for Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99, visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type TEETH. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, type TEETH, order them today. So... Everyone loves the Sherry's Berries here at, so the, at the studio. Can you show that to Wait. camera? Yeah. We had an accident where oh, what? we got this box in in order for the ad read tonight, and uh, the person who received it forgot to put a note on it saying, this is for a sponsored ad read, do not eat. And in like the hour they were in the, uh, the fridge, they almost entirely all got eaten. So it we, happens. It's, it's, <laughs> there's, only, there's only four left for the four of us. So that's that's an important lesson for uh, for the group out in the bungalow. Those Chocolate are so food. good. Yeah, they're really good. Wait, does Sherry's berries? Is that like we do that at certain times of years? We do that at like holidays and then Valentine's Day. Yeah, and uh, I think Mother's Day as well. Yeah, I had no idea that was coming. Yeah. Have they been sponsoring the whole time I've been gone? Um, I, I've missed the past two, so I don't think so. Oh yeah, I can check. No, I'm. <laughs> so you gonna play a game with us? Uh, just curious. Like I was looking at you guys and I was thinking, who has a Christmas tree in their house? Gavin, Are you going to guess? I'm going to ask you. We have not had Sherry's Gavin Berries. just moved, so that would be probably not, but I don't think Meg would put up with not having a Christmas tree. Although, her family does live in Austin, so she can get that experience there. I'm going to say Gavin doesn't have a Christmas tree. Interesting. Gus, I'm going to say you definitely don't have a Christmas tree, and Matt definitely does. And I know the answer for me. All right. You wanna, anybody else want to guess? Def- you definitely do. Uh, I, think, I think everyone does. Uh, I think everyone has a tree. I might not, though. I might not. I th- yeah, yeah, I think you do. I was gone for a while. I think, I think, I think it's important, and okay. I think it was put up. I think all three of you do. Okay, Gavin, do you have a Christmas tree? It was one of the first things that went into my new house. Is it really? Okay. Gus? You know I do. You do? 
You really do? It's a, wow, you guys it's are a, so it's festive. A, it's a bizarre tree, though. It's not like a traditional looking tree. Is what it real? The real tree? I, it's, I, I shouldn't say it's bizarre. It's, uh, it's like a Dr. Seuss it's tree? a different tree. It's, um, it's uh, artificial, and it's white, and it's, it's like me. It's very skinny, and it's very tall. It's an artificial <laughs> white tree. Does it have the lights built into it? Yes, but we added more. So oh. is it like, like how does that work? Does it like at the end of Christmas, does all the <laughs> branches go up and then you just put it away like in put a bag? Put it in a bag. Okay. Done with it. Yeah. We had an artificial tree when I was a kid, so artificial trees don't freak me out. Matt? Matt's got to have a Christmas tree. Artificial tree. You have an artificial tree? Yeah. We, we've, we switched to artificial tree like, I don't know, like five or six years ago because we're never in town long enough. To enjoy like a real tree. That's your point. I, your and I also like you don't want your house to burn down because we, we usually go, we usually leave for like two weeks. Shit, I should talk about what happened. You so want I house was to burn down from the lights. You mean? Well, if you you know your tree gets tree dry dries or out. You ever seen the videos? When it, <laughs> this is another gruesome video. You ever <laughs> seen what happens <laughs> when a Christmas tree catches on fire? But yeah, it burns. It's, but no, it's but, it's but in, like a bomb. Beautiful yeah. brunette tree gets. Gruesome <laughs> <laughs> accident. Christmas lights. <laughs> It was one of my very first slow guys was actually burning a Christmas tree. Went up like a bitch. Yep. But if you fast. turn the lights off, they don't catch fire. What do you mean? Well, just, you know, there's a spark in the house mm. or who knows what. I mean, they're just extraordinarily flammable. You leave your house for two weeks, who knows what could happen. Plus, he has cats. I love the smell, and that's what is worth it to me. You the the danger is worth it for the smell? I can't stand the smell. Really? Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's no joke. Look at that ceiling. Yeah, that's just getting pounded. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a flamethrower, essentially. Yeah, that's terrifying. It's really terrifying. Yeah. It's really, really terrifying. It's also terrifying when the cats knock it over. Do so. art, art, artificial- it is a really dumb tradition, though. Like, it is very wasteful of, like, trees and everything. I shouldn't say it's a dumb tradition. We all love it. We all do yeah. it. You just said it's it was wasteful. Of, you didn't say it was dumb. It's part of Christmas. I did say it was a dumb tradition. Okay. okay. But it's, it's, I love it. But it's like, I do, every time I go pick it up, I'm like, man, we cut down a lot of trees to do this every single year. Well, can yeah, you, have, you have a tree preference? No, I, I don't know them that well. Like, I, I'm weird. I didn't know until I was like 15 or 16 that there are multiple kinds of apples. Like I just thought <laughs> I just thought a red delicious apple was the only kind apple. of apple. Mm-hmm. And then people were like like I think it actually might have been when I went to college and met uh, you. The red delicious part was redundant. Like what? there was no reason to name it red delicious. It, it could have just apple. been called apple. Right. <laughs> right. What do you mean? Why call it red delicious apple? Well, yeah, they gotta come if up there was only one. If there was only one, it would just be called apple. It's like banana. No, no, I didn't know it was called a red delicious apple. I just thought oh, that was those were apples. apples. Oh. Like we only only had one kind of apple growing up. Oh, I knew about green apples. I knew about that. But <laughs> I'd seen them in magazines. Yeah, I'd heard about them. <laughs> They have, those, they have those for movie stars. <laughs> those are the ones that rich people get. But doesn't that totally cancel out your original thought? Like you, you, knew, you knew they exist. There's a billion apples. apples. So now it's like there's no reason to have all of those. We just need Honeycrisp. That red delicious every, apple. Every other uh, apple can go fuck itself. No, no, no. It's no, the no. only apple that I do about. Is probably the best. Honeycrisp is right. easily the best. But, but I have Pink Lady. Macintosh is good. I think that. What's the one that's the bottom right? Like one from the far bottom right. Paula Red. Yeah, that one's good. I like that there's one just called Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of weird. He turned into an apple. Yeah. That's pretty bizarre. Yeah, but I didn't know that. And it's like, I, I think the first apple I tried that wasn't a, a red delicious apple was a Fuji apple. And mm. I thought it was like some kind of... You know new, they grow them kind of, on new, Mount Fuji? Is that true? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. My <laughs> apple Can knowledge. apples on a mountain? My apple knowledge. Well, I suppose they could be grown near in the Fuji region. They maybe. probably are. 
Yeah. Where, I'm going to look where – you're going to be observing <laughs> yourself. I read a story – Where do they grow the Jonathans? <laughs> <laughs> I read a story a couple of weeks ago about this um, ad agency in Tokyo where they've had this tradition for decades where whenever they have a new hire or whenever someone gets promoted to senior management, they have to go and climb Mount Fuji. What? <laughs> Where's this? It's uh, some agency, some ad agency in Tokyo. So all new hires and anyone who gets promoted to senior management has to go climb Mount Fuji. That's cool. It's, I guess they've been doing it for, I think it was for something like 70 years or something. And uh, I just thought it was, it was, it was, it was an interesting, uh, interesting company tradition. What if you're in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Got, you got don't, figure get it out. Job, don't get a job there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I'll, if someone else read the story, if you could send it to me with the hashtag RT podcast. Well, I don't know. They're definitely Japanese, but I don't know if they've grown anywhere near Fuji, Mount Fuji. So. The Granny Smith is the the winner of apples. That's the green one, isn't it? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I love it's it. too tart for me. I'm, I'm with these guys. The Honeycrisp is a wonderful. Do you have Bramley apples here? I, I've Can never had Can we see the chart one. again? Do we still have the chart? Bramley is usually a cooking apple. You know, there's also uh, heirloom apples. Like they're heirloom tomatoes. Yeah. That like they're not, you know, they don't try to keep them within one genetic line. Do we have it? Like those, they're just like this is you know. a, this is a one picture of apples. That's all it is. <laughs> they, I mean, uh, this we're using this apples. as like these are all apples. In the There's world. no grapple up there. Do you know what a grapple is? Uh, uh, yes, it's a grapple. It grapple is that how you say? Yes. Oh, okay. Grapple, wait, wait. Grapple. I tried one for the first time the other day. And bullshit. No, it's awful. Really? And I discovered something else about it. It's it's an apple that tastes like a grape. It's grape flavored apples. It's so I thought that the way they accomplished this was some kind of crossbreeding. Like, have you ever had the? Uh, uh, cotton candy grapes. What? No. They're huh? grapes that have been genetically bred yeah. uh, and selected, so they taste like cotton candy when you eat them. What? But So I thought the grapele was the same thing, where it's like they've been bred, so they taste like grapes. Nope. They've just been soaked in some shitty, sugary grape juice. Like, but oh. Cotton, oh. cotton candy isn't like a genetic flavor. I mean, it's like... It's oh, yeah. somebody made up sometime. It's like right, but they select it's like things. Mountain Dew. Flavor. It's like combining <laughs> yeah, combining steak with a DNA of pizza. Yeah, really make but sense. they didn't yeah. take cotton candy DNA. Here, there's a picture. They just selected grapes that tasted more and more like cotton candy, and and then bred those together. There's sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what cotton candy tastes like. Right? You gotta admit, cotton candy doesn't taste like taking a spoonful out of a bag of sugar. But it is just sugar. It right. does. But it doesn't taste just like eating imperial sugar. No, I get what you're saying. You're right. But why is that? There's no flavor they add to cotton candy. It's just sugar. Mm. So is how it? does cotton Well, what's can- caramel? That's just sugar. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Just bubbled up sugar. Yeah. Or it's, it's cooked, you know, down yeah. a little bit. I guess cotton candy is kind of – what is this cotton candy? It's like wh- air whipped? I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like spun. Uh. It's just so light that it all fluffs up. Candy floss. Candy floss. For those of you listening from the UK. Yeah. Was it fairy floss? Fairy floss. Is that what it is? Candy floss. Candy floss. What's fairy floss? Uh-uh. Is that the Australian one? Maybe it's the know. Australian version. Um, Cotton like candy, the grapery. Yeah, I see it right here. Those are those are okay. They're too sweet, though. Oh, because they taste like cotton candy. Because they taste like You know sugar. what you're signing up for when you get a cotton candy flavored grape? Yeah. It's going to be a little sweeter. It. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the grapeles, like I said, it, it's just like <laughs> grape juice or like some artificial flavor. Like it doesn't taste natural, and they're mealy as fuck. Yeah, oh, really? Nothing worse uh, than a mealy no, apple. I agree with that. Yeah, it's just it's, because it's they've been soaked in, and they're expensive. It's just a fucking rip off. That's one of the secret immersions. Yeah, fuck those guys. That's them right there. You remember the immersion we did with the fruit flavorings? Yeah, or the artificial flavorings? I'm I I I had worked here long enough. I didn't eat any of that stuff. 
No, I don't blame you. I looked at it. I was like, no, this is this is a fucking trick. Was this food out here? It was not video game related. So we, I think that we did that one. Was that one sponsors only? I think. Well, well yeah. We want to say we should it at PAX. Oh yeah, or maybe it was an event only one because it was like one of the immersions. Sometimes we shoot immersions and they don't work. In fact, I had, right before I left for thirty days, we shot an immersion that kind of didn't work. What happened with that, Gav? Are we trying to make that work? Was it, was that ever edited? Yeah, they're cutting it into. Maybe like a here's one that didn't work, kind of right? Episode. Or maybe we'll revisit it and like stick that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah we got that. Sometimes with the merging, it gets it didn't work. But the good thing it was it was super expensive. I know. Listen, <laughs> so it's got it, that going. It for was it. the expense that made it not work actually. Yeah, because we had too many cooks working on something, and it was like you know there was people who there they were like taking they were they were talking about all the shit we never deal with like safety, <laughs> <and> precautions, <laughs> and that really kind of like <clears throat> that really did actually throw us off a little bit. Like we had professional people. People who were making sure that we stayed safe and then just made it kind of not fun, you know, or they were okay with they're used to working in an environment where everyone is safe and then you just fake it and make it look like it worked. But we the show, you don't fake it. We wanted to be as real as possible. So, yeah, we could have achieved it, but it would have just been a setup. It would have been a stunt. It would just have been a stunt basically is what it was turning into. So that was the kind of thing we talked about it on the podcast right before I left. And I, I said a thing, too, where I said. My, one of my favorite immersions of all time was the one we're putting out next. But communicating with a large group of people is really difficult. We'll talk about this with the laser team screenings in just one second. But it's like when I made that statement of like saying we shot an immersion, <clears throat> we have one in the can that's about to come out, uh, and then we did one that didn't work out so well. But this one didn't work out so well. But the one we're putting out next is going to be fantastic. Well, when they, I said that, they thought that I meant the one we're putting out after the one that didn't work. Not the next one we're putting out, right. which is the was the Five Nights at Freddy one. I was super excited about the Five Nights. Everybody loved that one. That was a fucking blast. I'm glad you on. explained to me what their thought process was because I didn't understand how <laughs> they thought it was the one after Five Nights. Yeah, that's because I said because I just it was talking about we have three done. The third one is is it, we don't think it's going to work, but the one we're putting out next is great. Okay. It's like or the one that's next is great is what I said. So some people who heard me talking about the third one then saying the word next okay. thought I was talking about the fourth one, which we are shooting more immersions, but we had to wait until I got back to start working on. We have some really great concepts, which yep. is what drives that show. So, and the Five Nights at Freddy ones, I thought you guys just killed it. It was really good. Yeah, it, was. it looked great. It was it was all down to the crew, like making it so realistic. Yep, it was entirely real, and that um, was. Uh, Every bit of that was live. I yeah. think we showed that the behind the scenes. And the behind right? the scenes that's explained. I know. I love how all the comments talk about how oh they were just looking at static video feeds. You know, nobody was actually moving around. And then in the behind the scenes, they show everyone everything was moving. We were also controlling the light in the video, which proved that it was live mm-hmm. when we pressed the button. They don't know that. Yeah. Thing. It's just we could cut edited. to. Oh, I guess yeah. yeah. The button when you press the button, you cut to a thing with the light on. You know, I listen when we were, when we were working out. The algorithm for how that episode was going to work, I suggested many times that we just have canned footage, you know, and just like cut to that. But they really wanted to do it live. And they, man, th- there were so many. I have a picture of it I'll send to Patrick, but there was so many cameras around here. There was like probably like three miles of cable through this place to, yeah, to connect all those cameras. It was crazy. That was uh, Daniel Fabello and Marcus Laporte who uh, really did a lot of work on that. I mean, everybody worked really hard on it, but those two in particular. Daniel directed the episode, and Marcus is our production designer. Daniel also cut the Laser Team trailer. He did. He really did. He did a great job. We had The first one was done by a major production trailer house, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think Daniel's is like, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a benefit of having the audience having seen it a couple times now. Like, you know, right. select screenings. And right. so seeing what people react to. Because, well, well, the first one we made, the movie wasn't finished. That's right. And it, we didn't have any visual effects done. And it was right. just, it was really early in the editing. 
you know, there was stuff in the trailer that didn't even make it into the movie because mm-hmm. we didn't know where the, you know, it was just like they call an assembly cut at that point, which was just, it was, you know, basically everything without taking a, a scalpel to it and really making the scenes tight. One of Matt's, uh, you talk about stuff that's expensive. One of the most expensive scenes got cut. Not mo- it what, did. Not the most expensive, but for what it was. One, yeah. of the, one of the scenes that I was like, I really wanted to keep the scene. I know that was going to be so cool. And it is. It's a really cool scene. It'll be on the deleted scenes. Yeah. yeah. You'll see it on deleted scenes. It's really, it's a really fun scene. Um, and it had an old friend of ours in the scene. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. David. David Blackwell. And so. Well, you know David Blackwell? <laughs> Little Austin joke there for what a is it, What is that? What is, what is the name of the lawyer? Betty Blackwell. Betty Blackwell. There's a lawyer in Austin who has commercials where it's like some ladies on the phone. It's even like the way she reads the line is terrible. She's like, "I just don't know. He's in jail, and I don't know what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen with him? Oh, you do know Betty Blackwell? It's like I don't even know why she reads it that way. It's like it's, it's just anyway. But I think it's, Patrick's it's, the only person who laughed. It's, Thank a, you, it's a very famous local commercial in Austin. <laughs> Such a terrible line. <laughs> oh, you do know Betty Black? Well, it's like, what is? What, what would the other person say on the other line you know, yeah. that would cause that reaction? <laughs> he found it. We can't play the audio, but... Uh... <laughs> what about the frame rate today? Yeah, it's jittery. Do you know Betty Blackwell? <laughs> Beautiful brunette Betty Blackwell. There's Betty, Betty pretty... Blackwell. I wonder if Betty Blackwell is still practicing. Yeah, she is. They updated this commercial uh, really? recently. Um, so it got cut, but it'll end up uh, – that scene will end up in the deleted scenes. scenes. Like, we have some actually some, some pretty awesome deleted scenes from the movie, so I'm kind of excited about that. But uh, we should tell people about the uh, – Screenings. The screenings. So one of the – what you're talking about communicating with a large group of people is that we we have a release for Laser Team. I'm explaining this as best I can, Matt, and you stop me if I'm – Explaining it incorrectly. I, I don't think you go ahead. Yeah. We have a theatrical release for Laser Team, which will be in the U.S. for select cities. Like a normal release for a movie of this size for theatrical screenings. Um, and that's great. But we recognize this is a global audience that watches this, and there's a lot of people who don't live near a selected city. Um, so we went out and formed a partnership with a company called Tug, where you can essentially say, I want a screening in my town. Doesn't matter where it is. Lansing, Michigan, uh, Houston, Texas, um, wherever you want. And there's even some international support for right. you know, UK. We're trying uh, to add more. We're trying to, we're trying to add more all the time. Uh, New Zealand and Australia also have it as well. Yep. Um, and what you can do is you can go say, hey, I want a screening in my town. You set up a screening. It lets people know that the screening exists. They can go look it up. And then once they fill a certain number of seats, they say, okay, now this, this screening is guaranteed. Right. So, and it's, it's working great. I think, I don't even know. I can't so keep up go to the list of okay, if you so, want to see it. All right. So update um, on this. So we, 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 we launched this basically on Friday and we told our Indiegogo backers about it first. And then we kind of like just started rolling it out to everybody and it sold, everything sold out by Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which was an awkward day for it to sell out because, you know, you can't really like get more theaters and get stuff moving again because um, it's the weekend and those people who do that stuff aren't working. So today we were able to upgrade a bunch of the theaters. Like a lot of the theaters that sold out were like, you know, 150 person kind of theater venues. Those got upgraded to 300 or 350 person screening. So if you tried earlier and it was sold out in your area, try again. It's probably available now. Um, and then we also have been able to add more screenings 
in Australia for sure. I think maybe the UK also we added more screenings. I saw loads on the map on Australia. There's even one in Tasmania if you want to go to Yeah, that we, we <laughs> were able to get pretty much everywhere, yeah. And then we're, we're still trying to add Ireland. There have been a ton of requests for Ireland. We're still trying to get those added. Also, I found out that Northern Central Ireland Europe. is not part of the UK, according to Tug. I mean, it is, Northern Ireland is part of the UK, but like it, it says Tug's I, available in the UK, but not in Northern Ireland. I think it's just how their network yeah. works. It's more about the commercial aspect than the governmental lines. No, I get it. Yeah. That's, that is the problem that's hard to communicate to people is that a lot of times the rules – around international distribution have very little to do with the people who make the content and more so to do with your country. Like if something's right. blocked in your country, like you see something geoblocked, you're like, they don't want to let us watch this in Germany. Yeah. You know, they don't want to let us watch this television show. What's wrong with them? It's like, no, there's a company in Germany right. that paid a lot of money to distribute it in your country and they're the ones that are t- making the requirement that they block it. <clears throat> right. I'm sure major television networks would love to sell the rights to other countries and then still make it worldwide available online. Right. You know, that, that would be and fine with them. There's also, I mean, there's, and there's other stuff too that like not even we really have full insight into like the Canadian screenings that we're having. They, the pre-sale for them starts, well, like in a couple of days. What's today? Today's the, uh, the 14th. 14th. So there starts in a, like in a few days and everybody else's has already started. And even though the theaters are picked up, I, I can't tell you why. I, because, I just don't. I just don't know. I, I can. I tell you why. It's a is. conversion. That right? is because we don't like Canadians. That's why. <laughs> I'm sure that's what people will tell us. That's why it is. No, but it's been great watching the list of cities come in. It's like I can't wait to see like the full list of all yeah. the different cities where uh, we're going to be showing Laser Team. It's going to be awesome. And then the other. So the other thing that's cool with Tug that we didn't really cover is like you can make your own screening, right? So that's, you can. That's yeah. You can request it. So we have a bunch that we set up in advance, figuring that this will, these will hopefully cover big areas for us that where a lot of people are. Then hoping that people, if, if we didn't cover that area, that they would set up their own screening. They and got, a lot of people have. They got 1,500 requests Jeez. Yep. For, for, to host your own screening. So they're trying to parse those down and make sure there aren't too many overlaps. Right. Like, like you don't want one in East Houston and Northeast Houston. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, you know, 10 people requested the same theater or something right. like that, trying to consolidate yeah. those. But those are supposed to start going up on thursday yeah like uh, for example a super saturated super wide release movie would be like three thousand screens correct yeah. so yeah 1500 is that's a lot that's a ton that's all yeah. that's like like three thousand screens is like a summer blockbuster release right it's exactly like 1500 would be like half of is that the still avengers the number three thousand like yeah. what is avengers release on uh, the avengers probably, probably released like four thirty five four yeah. yeah somewhere yeah in, that, in that range but i mean Three is, three is huge. That is a huge yeah, number. that's a huge release. And it makes it a little bit easier. Can you imagine how difficult this would be if we still worked in a thing where we had to make prints for all these cities? It oh, just no. wouldn't, wouldn't happen. It's insane. We'd be doing yeah. that right now. No, no, it'd just yeah. be too expensive. <laughs> yeah, you should, we wouldn't be able to do it. But uh, yeah. so what do we do? Just email it? What, yeah, basically. We just, it's an attachment. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's going to get around a laptop and watch it. And they'll yeah. be like, move the mouse. Get it off. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, like, there's no physical thing anymore. Like, there, there, are, there are like these physical yeah. like cartridges. Oh, okay. And I don't know why they use them because it seems like you could, but I think that's like a safety, like a security thing. Like they don't want to zap it over the internet. That makes sense. The uh, But when reading all the feedback, it's like I'm, I'm really super excited to see all the list of cities. But it's like it's so hard too because it seems like, I don't know, every 10th response, you know, maybe a little bit less is someone going, oh, it's not playing in my town. I guess you guys just don't care about Idaho. It's like – no, no, just you, request you can it. absolutely request a screening. That's really frustrating because it's like I keep like – I see Matt on Twitter too. It's like we're constantly like re-messaging and you just got to like yeah. 
that's just what you have to do with big groups of people. You have to constantly say the same thing again and again and again. Right. And it's like for people who watch all the time, they're like, God, they won't stop talking about this. But it's like there's always going to be somebody who still doesn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I read one comment earlier today where somebody was just really mad saying, you guys aren't listening. They said just make your own screening. And they were like really like got angry about it. And I, I, I mean, I, I get how that is, but it's like you just just have to say the message over and over again. You do. And it's not, you know, and everybody does that where mm-hmm. you just like you only hear it one time, you know, or it passes by. You're thinking about other stuff. Yeah. But when you're talking to, you know, 10 million people, you have to repeat that mes- message so often because so many people within that 10 million person group are going to mess- miss it. Right. The people who are paying, paying attention feels like you've told them 10 million yeah. times. I looked it it's up. Definitely hot balance. Age of Ultron opened at forty two hundred screens. Forty two hundred. Wow. So yeah, that's Bluff. I I that's that's a crazy number to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that But I mean I'm excited, you know, I mean when I was like scanning through the list of theaters and all the um the the theaters like the venues being filled up, I was thinking about when we showed it in Toronto actually. We did the the screenings at the <laughs> Toronto After Dark Film Fest. And that was amazing venue such a great theater it was like a 500 seat theater mm-hmm. and we did two screenings and they were both sold out and uh, something about seeing it with a ton of people you know is just so much fun mm-hmm. and so exciting and i think the, the screenings on the 27th and 28th are going to be awesome because it's going to be you know the community together and you know 300 people in a room 400 people in a room just having a great time I want I'm, exci- I'm excited about that aspect. And, like, yeah, I want to like. Well, I mean, we we're talking about how everything's about community, and the community made yeah. the movie possible. Exactly. So to have like the, all these like community events everywhere with people watching it, it's just like it's, it's so pretty cool. Cool. I want to so see cool. people lined up for it. What's that? Camped out, <laughs> waiting. There was a with the. Uh, I mean, our fans are great about that. I mean, see, when I went to uh, RT Ireland, I was like walking up to the event. It was just like. It was a line of people around the block, and we were all in like this one little bar. I was like, were you all these people are going to get in there? That's fucking crazy." Yeah, so. yeah. When Achievement Hunter went to New York recently, the only place we could think of having our meetup was just in the middle of Central Park because any location would have just got flooded with people. And yeah, again, I think like 150 people showed up. Yep, it's yeah. nuts. That was like less than a day's notice. Hey, so are you guys? I heard that you guys were going to go to Taiwan. Are you not going to Taiwan now? I think that trip's not happening. Oh, postponed. really? You should go. I heard you're not going because you don't have time to go. Yeah, it's go. busy time for Chima. Taiwan, though. Yep. How busy can it be? Just play Fallout. Like make much Fallout videos. <laughs> they have internet on planes now. You guys playing Fallout? Yeah. 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 What do you think, guys? Let me read this and I'll talk you about your, that. You have your door problem yet? Door problem? Like where you can't go through doors like you could in New Vegas? Oh no, no, I've not had that problem. Yeah. Uh, let me read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com slash roosterteeth. Squarespace, build it beautiful. <clears throat> With Squarespace, your site will look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. They have intuitive, easy-to-use tools. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology, powering your site to ensure st- security and stability. Trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace starts at just $8 a month. You get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to visit squarespace.com slash roosterteeth for a free trial and get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Right there, okay. squarespace.com slash roosterteeth. Someone in the control room uh, before the show was talking to me about Squarespace uh, before the show started. I was talking about how they couldn't believe how easy to use it was and how <clears> intuitive. 
So if you want my to build kid, a website, my kids use it. Really? Yep. Yeah. Totally believe. What are it. they doing? They're making you know making websites for fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Like yep. I mean, going back to like this tug thing. Sometimes I feel really fortunate about you know things that exist when we like you hit the right point at the right time, like things like Indiegogo, things like Tug, yeah, things like Squarespace would have been great when we were starting. Oh, can you? I can't like, even imagine. We have an appreciation for it because some of these things, some of these tools that exist today, we just didn't have. Yeah, yeah. I was I, trying to explain that to some of the other racers on the Amazing Race. It's like, it's like, well, there was no YouTube when we started. I'm just talking with them, and they're like, "So where did you put the video?" It's like we would put it on a computer and at a hosting facility, a co-location facility, and we'd host the file ourselves. And like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's like, like just what to explain that? It's like it's, like, it's imagine, just a computer. Imagine if you had to build YouTube. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. You built your own YouTube. We had to encode our yeah. videos ourselves, you know, for different versions, for right. different resolutions for people and stuff like that. It's so funny. Like it's like it's just like things can become so advanced. That you just don't understand, like like the bones behind it. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't understand. Well, I mean, like, people will complain. They upload a video, and it's like, man, it's been processing for like two hours. It sucks. And then you think, what's it doing? It's making all these different versions of your video and making them play on all these different browsers. And you, all you did is press one button, and, and it'll publish it when you're done. It'll just publish it. Yeah, and yeah. it'll publish it. Like if it gets some of them done, it'll put those out, and then it'll add the other ones in yeah. later. I was convinced, like when computers first started becoming really popular, and the internet first started becoming really popular. <laughs> when computers became popular. <laughs> That's the oldest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Back in my day, I was convinced that in the and this was the early you know mid nineties. I was convinced in the future everyone would totally understand how computers work and totally understand everything about the internet. And this, because that's what you had to know. You had to know everything about your computer. You had to know everything about connecting to the internet. And I thought, yeah, in the future, everyone's going to know about how all of this stuff works so that when it breaks, they could fix it on their own. And, and now it's just become a black box. It's basically no, it's, the opposite. Yeah, it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, that's like nobody cars. anything at all. Nobody has Everybody any drives idea. a car. Nobody could maintain a car. Well, that's like, going to get even worse then, I guess, if we, when we really do. Everybody has self-driving car. Yeah. So you think when cars like, first came out, like, everyone oh, fixed you had them? to use a steering oh, sure. wheel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because early adopters wheel. were like huge enthusiasts, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, I've never thought of, of that analogy. A lot of car companies will just block users from messing with the engine. That's true. Like my, the guy I used to work for, his BMW, he opened it up once, and it was just like a big black like lid over the whole thing that right. you needed like a special key to get into. It's like, I guess they don't want you messing with the engine. Right. That's how they can do well, a... Didn't, uh, didn't Joel buy a, uh, a BMW one time that had like, had the governor removed or something? Had... Oh, the li- the limiter was taken yeah. off. Yeah, I hate that. Thing was crazy. <laughs> I hate that when cars have like like a rental car when you rent it and then it like you drive sixty miles an hour and you go a little bit over and it starts dinging at you. Mm-hmm. You ever had that? Uh uh-uh. All you do is try to find out <coughs> how do I get rid of this sound? Yeah. Let, let me get rid of this thing. It's annoying. As- no, <coughs> it's so annoying you, as fuck. You played a lot of Fallout Four, dude. I've played a lot of Fallout Four. I realized I was really enjoying that game, loving it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the moment you have to start making decisions on who you're going to side with. I instantly liked the game less because I was convinced I was just making the wrong decisions. It, it is was true. Like, I was like, should I be making a save here? Should I be saving here? And then something else would happen. It's like, now I'm going to have to decide on this or this. I'm going to make another save just so I can come back and do the other. Because I want to have like the best experience. And the fact that all of a sudden I'm playing along quests that are causing me to not have other quests bugs me. Yeah. I, I, and I'm one of those people, it's like as soon as I get a quest, I try to finish it. And then, like, there's this dude that you meet early on who just, like, throws you quests. I while- avoid that guy. Like, if I see him <laughs> in the distance, I run away. Yeah, like, if you get within earshot of him, he'll just start talking and it'll, it'll give you a quest. I wish there was an indicator for quests that are just ongoing. Like, like, like this Like, is some a- quests, they'll, they'll be like, go and get this thing from here. You'll give it 
back to them and they'll be like all right now i'm going to get this thing from here it just goes on forever yeah like, it's just never ending i'm with that with but some I robots from having me do that yeah, right now. but i don't realize until like three quests in i'm just like oh i'm just, just a wild goose chase i'm just not going anywhere it's always like achievements in games where it's like oh, i want to get all the achievements in the game and it's like oh you know complete the game get this play a couple multiplayer matches or whatever do this uh then collect all these things and you're like okay that's great and there's always that one achievement that's like uh get a an eight by combo in this and you're like oh eight by combo that sounds fine and it turns out it's just the hardest thing in the world to do in that game like that takes about 75 percent of your total time of getting all the achievements is this one little thing which when you read the description for the achievement sounds totally innocuous but it's like or it's like (laughs) it's like collect all the trophies and it's like there's eight thousand trophies but you don't realize that when you start the process yeah so but i've been loving fallout 4 this is potentially Potentially, I'm not very far into it. I'm like maybe a third of the way through the game. This is potentially a little spoilery, but I'm going to avoid doing it. So just be warned if you're not playing Fallout 4 yet. There's a thing, there's a person that you're trying to find in this, uh-huh. and then you find the person, and they're a little bit different than what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like that was a non moment in the game. Like that would have been a way bigger moment to me, but there was like no reaction to that at all. Like, what do you mean? Well, I, I just didn't, I saw no reaction to that. I got to that bit, and I was like, Huh? <laughs> yeah, but the character's not. Oh, like you're you're not. Yeah, the or character the character has no reaction to that whatsoever. I mean, I definitely had a reaction to it, and I totally understood why it was different. I got to that bit, and I could not believe that had not been spoiled for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you see uh, Game of Thrones season <laughs> six coming back in April? Is it? Yeah, that's soon. They released a, a, why is a that shock? Image it and every then, April. Uh, sometimes it's March, I think. And plus, there was some question the way that the HBO lineup worked this year that it might get pushed a little later. Uh, uh, so I guess just confirmed April. That's uh, that'll be right about the time the Amazing Race is wrapping up. Oh, so yeah. we'll be able to transition from one. Are you gonna have Amazing Race night at your house? Yeah. How many episodes is a Amazing Race? Uh, it's twelve total, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Twelve total. Do you think you're in any of them? We got eliminated <laughs> in the first one, so after that, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit after that. So. Hey right. Gus, what? I have a question. Hit me. Why have you been tweeting at me so much? Have I been? Yeah. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. Why? It's um, weird. It's creepy. It's creeping me out. Really? What's he tweeting you about? I'll tweet and he'll reply. Why did you invite him over to your house? That's why. We so hang out like, in secret. He feels comfortable. Um, when I was on the road, I was mobile a lot. Like I wasn't at my uh, computer. Okay. So I was like, I spent a lot of time on trains or on planes just checking Twitter. So it's like, that's all I could do is like just trains. reply to What do you do on trains? Uh, when I was in Sydney to get around the city. Oh, okay. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the train. And uh, amazingly... Cell phones work great, it was, even when you're on the train in Sydney. Uh, so, because lots of times you go underground and cell phones cut out, but it always worked the whole time. Twitter definitely takes an uptick for me whenever I'm traveling. Yeah, and like, people started asking me, like, why is this guy tweeting so much? Like, what, what's going on? It's like, it was, I was just on the road. I went, speaking of Sydney, uh, our takes Australia happening in January. If you don't have tickets, fuck you. It's too late. Um, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Uh, we went and we toured the, the 2016 venue. Uh, which is the Australia Technology Park, and it's probably the coolest venue I've ever seen for an event. Um, they call it the Australia Technology Park, but I think it was built in the late 1800s when trains were technology. Uh. Uh, so it's got like very a steampunk feel and aesthetic to it, and it's a historical uh, building. They've got like a blacksmith workshop in one area. Um, and like this locomotive repair yard, Bioshock area over there. It's, it's, it's really, uh, really, uh, an awesome venue. Super cool. Mm. But, um, I went to what is now my favorite bar in the world while I was in Sydney. The Manabar? No, it was, uh, that's in Melbourne, isn't it? 
It is. Yeah. It's all it's closed. <clears throat> this was um, <clears throat> the place was called Baxter's Inn, and uh, specifically, I think the place was called Baxter's Basement. So we heard about this from someone that I did an interview with. I did a bunch of press while I was down there. Like you got to go check out Baxter's Basement. Like, okay. So, in Sydney. Yeah. I may have been there. Yeah, we is go it down an alley in the. Yeah, yeah that's, I'll get there. Okay. So um, they they give me the address. I'm like, all right. So I get an Uber. I'm like, I'm going to this street, and uh, Uber drops me off, and like everything on the street is turned off. It's like nighttime, and there's no lights. I'm like, well, I don't know where this bar is, and I'm walking. I'm like, there's there's nothing here, and there's an alley, like you said, and you walk down the alley, and uh, the alley forks. It's like a T intersection. Mm-hmm. You can turn left, or you can turn right. And I was like, well, I see some people to the left, so I walked over there, and I was, I was like, is this you know, Baxter's basement. I'm looking for the Baxter's Inn. And this guy with the thickest French accent in the world is like, no, this is the barber shop. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So like, I turn around and walk out. I'm like, well, I'll walk down the other side of the alley and there's nothing there. There's just a door. And you open that door and then there's like some stairs that go yep. down. You walk down the stairs and there's a sign that's like, please be respectful of our neighbors and make no noise after 10 p.m. Like, All right. So I try that door and you open it and it's like this basement bar that has the Best, coolest selection of whiskey I've ever seen in the yeah. world. Um, they have like this. <clears throat> oh, that's it. How did you find? Yeah, wow. they have that board wow. up there in the middle with Holy all the different crap. liquors they have and the different prices. Um, and they have whiskeys I've never, like I've heard of, but I've never seen before. Who took and, you there? Uh, like I said, I was heard about it from someone I didn't okay. interview with, and um, uh, like whiskeys that I've wanted to try and I've never, I've never seen anywhere. And I, so I ordered one. And so that you saw the big setup they have with all the different drinks. They have a separate safe with all of the different, like all of the really so, high so end whiskeys. Telling me there's more than one kind of whiskey. <laughs> yes, I and thought it was just red delicious. There's Fuji also. <laughs> <laughs> they go the and they open one. up the safe and they bring the stuff out. So I got uh, the Grisky. A great flavored whiskey is the best. <laughs> I tried the Pappy Van Winkle, which was fucking amazing. But they had uh, I forget what it was. I think it was Dalmore Constellation. It was uh, a Scotch, man. and if you ordered it. It was seven hundred forty dollars for what? For what? Class? For what? For one pour. For <laughs> one pour. Is that a shot? Basically? Yeah, seven hundred forty dollars. Oh. Holy How was cow! It? <laughs> I did not drink that. Seven hundred and forty dollars. The Pepe Van Winkle I had was eighty dollars for the drink. Now that is the kind of thing like Gus that, that Alan would Gus order. Gus doesn't have like a thing. Like Gus is like. You don't spend money on like any particular thing. Like some guys are like car yeah. people. You know, some you're not even. I don't really think of you as being a gadget guy. Mm. I, I buy a lot of stupid gadget yeah. stuff, but occasionally you will do like high end stuff. Like that's what you'll do. Like that's the kind of thing. If like you had spent seven hundred fifty dollars on a glass of whiskey, that's the kind of thing I, I could see. Well, you also, doing. you're buying the experience there too, aren't you? You're like you bought the Lemur Poop coffee. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, civet civet coffee, and that's like eighty dollars a pound. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah, well, it was like eighty dollars for like a little. Yeah, thing it's like three hundred dollars a pound. By the way, totally worth the hype. So good. Yeah, totally worth the hype. Uh, but I really thought about uh, about trying that uh, that seven hundred forty dollars drink. I just could not bring myself to pay that. I was like, "There's no way I'm not drunk enough." And then when you're drunk, you don't appreciate it. So yeah, like that's the only time I've ever had Johnny Walker Blue. Is it a bar? Because I think it's like what is Johnny four, Walker? It's like a hundred bucks a shot or something. It's like four hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah, but it's like a like so you can get a glass of it for like forty. So you, you just know, want to a bar? sip those whiskeys. Uh, like if Let's if you added it. Coke to them, would they be like? <gasps> <laughs> yeah, they probably would not be happy about yeah. that. So when I ordered the Pappy Van Winkle, uh, uh, the bartender was like. Yeah. <laughs> he was like very, very happy. He gave you a peppy Van Wink. Yeah. There you Do go. you remember when we, we had water as well? Debuting yeah. season two of Red vs. Blue back in 2004, <laughs> like January yeah. of 2004. And uh, we went to New York for the Lincoln Center mm-hmm. when Graham put us in the uh, Lincoln Center to show it. 
And I, Gavin, you were there for that, right? I was there for the 2005 one. Okay. And uh, we went to that. Remember we went to that hotel bar? I believe it was the Hudson in Manhattan. I do remember and that. And we got drinks, and they were $25 each. And we were all mortified. I, like, was that the – Yeah, I remember I ordered that drink, and I, I had pulled out a 20 to pay for it. I ordered, like, a vodka tonic. <laughs> and they had to be like, $25. I was like, oh, like, I had to reach back into my wallet to yeah. get more the, money. Uh, the Sex in the City? Yeah, it was. It, that was okay. it. It was, like, all underlit. Like, yeah, the lighting yeah, yeah. came from the floor. Yeah. It's not it a flattering angle to be lit. No, it was really. horrible. No. It was so, horrible. like, neck. And, and, and like, the lighting was all green? Yeah. It was something, yeah. And, yeah, like... That was, the whole place was weird. There was, like, a downed tree in the middle of it, if I recall correctly. <laughs> it was so bizarre. But it was... I remember thinking, $25 for a drink, that is... That's literally insane. I was just, like, I couldn't believe that. And it's like, since then, it's like, I think I've paid $25 for drinks at other places since then, you know? And it's just like, it's now still it not seems like a common thing. No, man. No, not for us. And it was like, it was well drinks, right? For 25 oh, yeah. bucks. It wasn't. Yeah. Perfect price of Eddie a drink. Winkle. $8. $8? Yeah. No, like three bucks for a drink. Three bucks <laughs> for like a Jack and Coke for three bucks? <laughs> did you, uh, did you drink a lot at the party? I think I had four. I'm at, like, ever since I moved out from Jeff's. Giant lightweight now. Like oh a drunk my god, light. such a lightweight A drink too. and a half, I'm done. It's great though, isn't it? It's cheap, yeah. 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 But I always, you know, I always know when it's like, this is when I stop drinking. I hadn't had much to drink all last week and then at the party. I didn't have a lot. Did you hit it hard? I, not really, no. I mean, it's like I didn't have that much, but but I, the next day I couldn't really remember what had happened and i felt had that, had that kind of sickening feeling I like hate I, that. I must have said something wrong yeah do you remember what you said or to did, me in the alley are you being serious right now <laughs> <laughs> were we in an alley together <laughs> you gave no, me the old happy van wink <laughs> i guess so <laughs> uh, at, le- at least it wasn't i gave, a I gave him a red delicious <laughs> so you uh, you went on good game when you were down yeah. in the pocket right yeah 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 it was awesome yeah that's a good game is a really great show those guys yeah those guys uh you know, I think that they had a very streamlined production. They had really yep. good questions. It was it was fun to talk. And afterwards, we just hung out for a bit, like mm-hmm. just shooting the shit. Uh, yeah, we went. Yeah, did good game. We did um, CNET. And Hex is going to be the keynote speaker. Yep. For Hex is going to be speaking. RTX, RTX Australia. Australia. So that'll be awesome. I, I, I lied earlier. There are still some Sunday passes. So if you want to go on Sunday, we'll we'll still be there and we'll be having fun. Was that the shortest period of time you've ever been in Australia? Yeah, it was less than five days, like four and a half. Are you guys going to be there for a little bit during this? Because Laser Team's coming out, so it's kind of like for during RTX Australia, so it's like there and back really quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. We're doing a, we're doing a, a, the Australian premiere there as well on Friday night, which uh-huh. is the twenty second. I can't wait to get on this plane. Like fourteen hours. I mean, actually, not going to be like it's like nothing. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> you'll be out of practice by then. No, I don't know, man. It was like it was it was pretty serious. I just wish that one of the rules with the races you can't. Um, I think it's okay to talk about this. You can't use any of your existing perks for an mm. advantage. So you can't you can't get the miles for your flight because you can't you can't like really tell no. anybody your frequent flyer number. What? That's awful. What yeah. a waste. It's a reason not to yeah. do it right there. Some people I think are like we're saving up their information so that afterwards they can do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, oh, yeah. if there was anything that would give you an advantage, like you could get early boarding or preferential so if you're platinum, seating. If you're platinum, you just had to board with everyone else. Yeah. The plebes. Or talk your way, talk your way into it, which you know you can do. So yeah, yeah, you learn a lot. I learned a lot about traveling. Throw a wink on a budget. Get on first. Uh, 
That's, that's a pain in the ass. You have to go back and try to retroactively claim your miles because lots of times they'll ask for like the ticket number. The ticket number. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you have to save all of your on, stubs. That's not on any of the emails. That's right. In, that's on the actual piece of cardboard that you got. Yeah. That's probably mm. why they do it. <laughs> you make it hard. It's, I hate that when I go to a kiosk and they ask like, I have 50,000 numbers on a piece of paper and the one they want is the one I don't have. Right. Like, we need your confirmation code. And it's like, well, I have a reservation number and I have a ticket number. And I have a flight number, but I don't have a confirmation code. We don't know what any of that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's only so many people on the plane. Yeah. With this information, you can figure it out, right. right? It's like how many people on the plane have my last name? What are the chances? There's maybe 150, 200 people on this plane. But no, it's like we need all this specific information. They make it more difficult than they need to for sure. All right. Well, it's about time to, it's about uh, time for you. to wrap up. So I want to thank everyone for joining us and uh, listening to us ramble on for this period of time we'll see you guys next week <laughs> and don't forget if you want to make a screening for laser team in your town just go to laserteamthemovie.com yes and you can or set just, up a screening or see one that's already set up you or see one that too or make one that's really remote so it's funny like you know. <laughs> antarctica <laughs> thanks guys bye everybody hello everyone oh, welcome to the receipt podcast you got gus Gavin. this is bernie and gus what if a radioactive man bit a spider? And Gus. You need a therapist, dude. You really need a therapist. <laughs> That's what I want. Let's go back to our original conversation. If a, if a spider stood up in its rear four legs, Wait, four of its eyes disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it's a room you can go to that is soundproof and it's isolated. It's like in the middle of a building if you just want to get away from the noise and the crowd in the city. It's a small room with a chair.